we rolling? We started? Is yeah, this we, it? We, 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 this is yet, reasonable yet, ignorance? Not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet. We got you. Yes, sir. Now. This is the ignorant shit you like. I am King Cooler. This is the ignorant shit you like. I'm not This is the ignorant shit you like. Come on. This is the ignorant shit you like. You know the movie has when a motherfucker got a nine chasing a chicken. Bombs! Reasonable Ignorance Podcast. We're back. And we have a skinny version of Delcia. Yay! <laughs> She's not here tonight, but we got a skinnier version of Delcia. Yay! Yeah, yay. Welcome to welcome to the podcast. Thank you guys for having me. What's your name? Misha. Uh-huh. AKA. Everybody call me Rerock. Why? <laughs> a long story. I didn't ask for that name. She's re rocking Chicago. Give me 140 characters. Come on. Why they call you re rock? They gave me the name. I didn't ask them to give it to me. Re rock Chicago was my brand. So I use it as a verb or an adjective. I re rock things. Okay, so tell, me what, tell us what the uh, whole re rock brand is. Or Two things that R. Kelly don't know what the fuck it is. <laughs> What's that? Virgil adjective. <laughs> Pop it! <laughs> Bomb! Don't do it. You're getting started already. Yeah, we might as well. Yeah, you know. getting started. That's all it does. Take uh, R. Kelly the trigger. Uh, um, to Misha's family, first of all and foremost, we have to let you all know this. We know she's a Pisces, as is Jamal. <laughs> hey, hey, hand claps. Gang, gang, gang. She had a, she had a, both of them had amazing parties. Really? She, she had yeah, a party. They brought the whole city out. He had a surprise party. Yeah. We're going to get to that in about oh, two more wonderful. seconds. But yeah. Misha family has to know that I am Mike, the friend of the family, <laughs> friend of hers, Magic Mike. Uh, I say anything on here. This is my place to say what I want to say. This is this is my space to do what my man did. They walked past the, uh, Kelly's publisher. Starts with a Q. <laughs> yeah, he's a legend. Publicist. Now. Yeah. Mr. What you talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he not not a legend. We throw away around the words. He's just hot right now. Don't say he's legend. He's trending. Yeah, he's I trending. I for Frankie Robinson. She called yeah. him a legend. I love her so. No, I was like, he a legend. Frankie, stop that. She called him a legend. <laughs> a legend. The legend. I think she did an interview with him. I saw yeah, him. yeah. He was on GCI. He, he got him a Facebook page now. He probably got a free. He phone. wasn't. He didn't have none of that kind of stuff before. None at all. Oh, wow. No, he was just... Yeah, he's overnight sensation. Coasting, coasting through life because he said uh, a phrase that you use every day. And that's the type of world we live in now. Oh, the guy that, that walked past. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want to get my ID? Okay, I thought you were talking about... I didn't think it was Fuck you no, talking about, about, I thought you were talking yeah. about the ponytail publicist. Oh, not 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 him. He need, who's, who's fucking his hair up every day? <laughs> what is Re-Rock Nation? What is Re-Rock the brand? Okay, so Re-Rock, so it's two facets. And so Re-Rock Chicago... Is me personally, mm-hmm. and the whole thing with Re Rock is we know the street definition, and so I wanted to bring a positive feel to it. So I'll take something and make it great. So I look at it as remake it great again. What's the street definition for those that don't live in Chicago? <laughs> don't live in any inner city. Yeah, I mean, you know. So Re Rock has a negative meaning. It means to cut drugs with another substance to pretty much either like water it down or make it where you can stretch it. And it's made a lot Stepped of... Stepped on, right? 
what well, stepped on is when it's beat up real bad. But there's a way that you can do it in which it could become very lucrative for those who are in that field. You talk like you got some goddamn. Uh, <laughs> means, let me, excuse me. We're gonna leave that right there. Rewind. Pat. Rewind. We're gonna, we're gonna leave that right there. Though. Hold on. I, I gotta say it. I gotta talk like I'm from Southern. You look like you got goddamn. You know what you're doing. Goddamn. Goddamn. <laughs> you know, I just you know read you know a lot of books. Goddamn. I ain't mine. Yeah. All right, mine. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of books. Down south niggas. I love them. <laughs> you have to. You yeah, have to. They, they vernacular is something else. Yeah. Um, they Every other word is goddamn, man. Yeah. Yeah. Goddamn, goddamn. Or oh, fuck nigga. Yeah. Or oh, pussy nigga. Yeah. Pussy nigga. Yeah. I got to have you, pussy nigga. Hey, look. Um. So, for the, so Rerock is the new brand. Oh, it's not a new brand. It's, it's your brand. It's my brand. Um. Established you, 2012. 2012. Yes. Uh, what were you doing before such? I was a stay-at-home mom. Really? Yes. Okay. What made you get out of the house? Um, I'm a widow, so. Okay. Okay. That changes everything. That changes everything. It changes everything. Yeah. So it's just you and the kids now. Yes. Um, what did you uh um uh, where'd you grow up? Where'd you where where from? So it's a little interesting, um, because I I wear many hats, and wherever you know me from is where I leave it at. So to some people, I'm from the projects. Which I was born. Which ones? The Ickies, twenty three ten. Okay. And I was raised in Motown. Oh well. Yes, very much so. Oh well. <laughs> GDK. <laughs> All right. I like her already. Watch <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, Go so. ahead. I'm listening. Hand claps. Wait, wait, wait. Hand claps. <laughs> All right. You know what happened to the to the sisters, right? They what fall in love with the folks. Um, oh it, my. Don't hit the hit that. the hit, hit it. Why I'll do it myself. They get tired of hearing all that right knowledge shit and y'all doing the same shit everybody else doing. Um, I'm drawing Mo. What you about to do? And we ain't drawing off that pork Mo. Mo, I got a jab, Mo. <laughs> Mo, I'm finna go sell this dope Mo. You ain't supposed to eat no fish. Doing the same shit. GDs ain't supposed to eat no fish. I eat I whatever thought that was I want. The BDs, both the BDs, BDs and BDs ain't supposed to eat no fish. Cause I heard David chucked over choking <laughs> the fish bone or whatever. Um, I bet you I ain't gonna see no joke about him. You don't have to worry about that. Rewind. <laughs> <laughs> so you from uh, part of you is from the Ickies. The other part is from Motown. Right. Which is over there towards what area? Like around 51st? 55th for Union, 53rd, right off Halstead. Okay. That's me. Okay. Um, where'd you go to school? So I went to Holmes, and then I went to John Hope, and then I went to Dunbar, and then I got kicked out of Dunbar. Why? That's my alma mater. Really? Yeah. I love Dunbar. You did? Mm-hmm. You didn't like no classes at all? Or you just was I was wild. from Motown. Oh, yeah. Also, you was doing a lot of fighting. I didn't do anything. You were doing a lot of fighting. Yeah. You didn't do anything? That's your story? You were sticking with it? Or, or? I, know I didn't do anything. They said that I was like a gang um, leader and stuff. And, and that wasn't true. Like, look at me. I used to wear my hand two ponytails. and I just really wanted to go to school. What years was this? This was... Way after you pimp. Yeah. 99... Through 01 when I got kicked out. 99 through 01. So, where'd you finish up at? Or get... I finished up at Cosmopolitan. I had to go to alternative school and finish. Cosmopolitan is where? 
no longer exists then, but it was downtown on Randolph. Okay. Um, basically, a, a old church's chicken, you go in there and sign a paper. <laughs> no, I had to pay a lot of money to finish. That's they, yeah, that's what they do. What did you do after finishing up at Cosmopolitan? So I went to work um, in a shop on 39th um, Issues, and uh, when my daughter turned one, I went to Michigan State. Really? Yes. I'm a Spartan. Ta-da. Congratulations. Hand clap. <laughs> what made you go for She mom? went down there for a football game. She's not telling y'all. She just went down there for a football, for homecoming. She is that what it is? She didn't attend. That's how it starts. She didn't go to class. That's how it starts. She was just down there fucking around. No, that is not I'm true. I'm bullshit. You went down there. So you, you went, you, you, how long did you do hair for? A couple years. So then what made you decide to make that, that career transition to wanting to go back to school after being years out of school? I mean, because you got people that that's, have the same kind of story that you have. Yes. So, so. so far that, we, that that I'm learning and that the reasonable ignorance people are learning about and everything. Because Mike knows you already. So, yeah. You know, but uh, a lot of people don't even know half of this, what I just said already. Because some people just, I'm boxed in to whatever you know me from. So Okay. Um, it's pretty much like an open book, but you a lot of people don't know. But... Um, um, being feeling like a low life, even after I finished high school, and then I looked at a lot of my good friends, good nerdy friends that went away, and then I'm looking at my little daughter like, what kind of example am I leading mm-hmm. for her or whatever? And so um, I thought about my mother, and she was like, well, I sacrificed my life for y'all. And then grandma said the same thing, like, we had kids young, so therefore we gave our life up for you guys. And so... That really didn't sit well with me okay. personally mm-hmm. because I'm like, okay, the cycle. Grandma said this. Mama said this. Now I have to change something. And so um, I'm a hustler, I think, outside the box. And I was just like, you know what? I think I want to go. So my sister at the time lived in Lansing. Okay. Okay. Um, I actually spent a little time with her my junior year in Lansing. Mm-hmm. So I was familiar with it. Older so, sister? My oldest sister. Okay. So at this present time, she was back in Chicago, and I was like, you know what? I really liked the way Lansing felt, and I always wanted to go to a Big Ten. And so I was like, you know what? It stops right here, this whole generational thing. I'm going to go with my baby. So for my little sisters, my little cousins, for everybody that's looking up to me, I'm going to lead an example of a mother who had their child young in high school and still took off. Like, it's not over and it's not too late. And so although I didn't finish my baby sister used to spend the summer with me. Mm-hmm. She went on a scholarship. She's a track legend. And so she finished. And so you see how the dynamic changes yeah. with the decisions that we make and how it trickle down. What did you major in or what, how many years did you do at, at Michigan State? Two, international business. Okay. You learned some things while you were there? Yeah, I learned a lot. I learned a lot, especially from all my white friends. How does living in Lansing versus, which is a college town, um, hundred some thousand people are like that, right? Mm-hmm. Versus you know, being on the south side of Chicago? I was completely different. Even, like, the Caucasians that are really liberal. So it was just a beautiful environment. It was really good for my daughter to experience. It just, I love Lansing. East Lansing, Lansing. Lansing is just really dope. It's really peaceful. I got a lot of peace there. Peace. Peace. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's good. I mean, that's a good thing because a lot of, you know, a lot of times, a, a lot of kids, and, and when they go down to school, whether they come down to Carbondale, whether they go down to Lansing, whether they go down to Eastern or, or uh, HBCUs, you know, they have to make a transition. Yeah. Some can't withstand the transition that they make. 
They wind up back home because they miss their mama, they miss their boyfriend, they miss being in city life. They can't take the quiet, being in the woods. They find See, all it's a little excuses. bit different with me because I grew up pretty fast. So even though I was nineteen, I knew what it was to pay rent and have my own crib and car and all of that. Okay. So I grew up pretty fast in that sense. So it was just like it's just me and my baby. It was just us with no family, no nothing, making it work. You came out of out of not came out, but you finished up or you left at, in what year from Michigan? I State? left my sophomore year. You left your sophomore year. Yes. Came, came back to Chicago. Yes. Then what? So I, the reason I moved back to Chicago, I believe I would have finished, but I used to come back um, every couple weekends or so. Uh huh. And so during the summer, I didn't go to school in the summer. Okay. So I used to spend my summers back in Chicago. And so I come back, and my father used to always tell me, like, check on your place. You stay gone for the summer. So during the second year, the maintenance, man pretty much knew my schedule. So they had robbed me. Everything was gone. It was no breaking and entering. So I come back from um, getting ready to start fall semester with my baby in the dark, and I walk in my house, and everything is gone. In Chicago or in Lansing? In Lansing. She's back to go to school. And it had to be maintenance because... I didn't have any friends in the apartment complex, and there was no breaking and entering. Okay. And so I just couldn't bring myself to start over there when I left everything to come. So it pretty much destroyed me. So I just pretty much came back to Chicago to reset. Gotcha. Um, and win countless percolator contests. <laughs> Shut up, I know. <laughs> 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 Hit the 40s and everything like that? No. All those type, type of, that type of music. That's your kind of music, right, sound guy? Looked around like you know you know I hit the forties or you know the juke and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it is the juking area, isn't it? Yeah, that's the juke. You the, the juke, juke delegation. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah, y'all be up. get down, little mama. Get down. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. DJ right. PJ run his track. Yeah, yeah, Ooh, um, yeah. Them guys. So speak it up to um, <laughs> what happened to the, the couple of years that since, since you came back. What you say? Oh three, oh four. I came back to Chicago like 05. 05. Yeah. Then what? And so I went back to work at the shop. And then um, I enrolled in Concordia University for mm-hmm. a while. Okay. And then I finished up at McCormick College on Madison. What is McCormick College? Um, it's a hundred-year-old old, old college known for their like paralegal and um, court reporting programs. Hand claps. Congratulations. <laughs> Some people don't finish. Yeah, I mean, finished. some people don't finish, and then you know what? Some people don't don't have the value, and then some people say, "Fuck an education. I'm gonna go, you know, do something and work with my hands in construction or go get in this welding program." Which is nothing wrong with that. Now, you know, Absolutely. sometimes we take a look at things. Magic Mike, Sound Guy, um, Misha, aka Rerock. We look at things from so many different perspectives in the black community and the black delegation. You know, yeah. we look down on niggas that we look. We some of us look that's with degrees look down on niggas, but we be a hundred thousand dollars in debt. Yeah, yeah, that's what I told you. you people at the party. What'd you tell them? If you remember, Big shout out to the SIU, all the alumni. Yeah, yeah, all of y'all owes about sixty thousand dollars. So y'all ain't got an <laughs> income tax in the last twelve years. None of y'all hit it. Bombs, man. What a, what a great party. Me neither. I told the lady that called for, uh, for her student loan for me. I said, well, look, I'm going to tell you this. So, dude, I'm sick of you calling me every day. I'm lying <laughs> to you. I said, look, I ain't got no degree. 
I got that. I got the money, but y'all ain't gonna get it. I don't give a shit about the checks. I do. <laughs> See, I'm 100% nigga. Dude, I, will, I will find a way how to survive. I don't give a damn about you. She said, where do you work? I said, I'm self-employed. Hit it. I get up, brush my teeth, take a whole bath, and I'm out the door. Bombs! I don't give a damn about you in that, that paper. You talking about, oh, y'all, $2,500. This cup that is $2,500, you will never see from Michael Walton. Pop from my hand again. <laughs> you will never get that $2,500. That's $2,500 Uncle Sam could put towards, we got fucked out of that. And, G, I'm, I'm 60000 in debt still. Sixty. Yeah. I, I remember one time it was a guy calling me about, I had a, I had a maximum. Then I had an accident uh-huh. and his insurance elapsed. Uh-huh. So he's like, We need the payments, Mr. Walton. You can't keep the car. I was like, What well, the car got? Man, my insurance. I told him, So he's like, Man, I got hit by a drunk driver. The insurance elapsed the day before. So I said, Look, man, you come get this goddamn car. It's in front of the house. It's smashed up. Y'all can take it wherever y'all want to. I said, But I'm not giving y'all no money on my car. I'm not driving. Is you, is you crazy? Yeah. And that's just where I was talking to her. I understand. And my grandmother was like, you can't talk to me. I said, what they going to do? Nothing. What can they do? Fuck up your credit. That's it. I don't give a shit about credit. You know what I give a fuck about my credit? <laughs> 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 oh my God. Man, my cholesterol and my credit score could be the same exact number. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Guess why? Why? I'm going to continue to live life. It's not gonna, I'm not going to be getting fucked up in the middle of the night. Like, oh, my credit score 488. So... You know what? I think play that in the lottery. That's gonna be the lottery number. A lot, of, that. a lot of times we, we, you know, we look down upon certain things. Um, Misha, uh, be, call you Misha or Rock? Which one would you prefer? Rock. How you? What would you feel comfortable saying? So I want to say Misha because I feel more comfortable. But due to the fact that when people listen to this, they don't know who Misha is. Man, Some people be like Misha, aka so Rock. Can we do it like yeah. that? I, I feel comfortable like that. Me Rock. Um, that's your name. Um, that's your name on here. Me Rock. <laughs> Me rock the <laughs> vegan version, the vegan version. Of her. Yeah, she she used to be super thick, boy. Oh lord! I used to, um, I used to chase her through the club, especially <laughs> when I seen her win that percolator contest with them Daisy Duke song. Bombs. Like. Ooh. So white. A lot of times, uh, Misha, aka Re Rock, you know, like, like I said, we 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 have these different dynamics of our our black delegation where mm-hmm. we look down upon. And it could be a male and female relationships, right? Yeah. You know, the guy works. Uh, the woman has the uh, the master's degree. Mm-hmm. Maybe he has a doctorate. The guy may be a maintenance engineer in the relationship. The guy may be a maintenance engineer, or or uh, the guy may be a, a, a. Give me another profession. Are you referring like to a, just, professions that that's a little inferior to the woman? Yeah, or just it could be a inferior. Masculine, okay. Yeah, inferior to the woman, like you know, just a non-degreed profession. Truck driver. Yeah, yeah, something like they make that. good truck money driver. though. Truck driver, welder, or a plumber. They make good money. Too. You know what I'm saying? A coxman. <laughs> What's a coxman? <laughs> a coxman. <laughs> Elaborate. What? A.K.A. Fuck Man. Bombs. <laughs> Slide through and uh, take care of the missus when she's off work. But then we get, then we get the no easy degree season. needed. Just, just a simple golden package. 
<laughs> prophylactic. That's his. That's his biggest word. This and his whole <laughs> everything. No, but we would call him a pipe layer, right? No. Coxman. Coxman. Yeah. Coxman? Yeah, he's a Coxman. Coxman, okay. A Coxsmith, whatever. Coxsmith back in the day, Coxman yeah. 2019. Yeah, Coxman. Coxman, yeah. okay. A.K.A. Fuckman. How could you say that, make, a profes- make it more professional sounding? Would you say Coxman engineer or Gigolo service man? Bombs! <laughs> you know what? <laughs> To all the ladies whose husband is riding up, telling her she's you fat, sloppy, and this and that, uh, put your dildo in there and fuck man will be there shortly. Bombs, <laughs> pop it. Get somebody put out. If you if you're miserable and your man is out at the club having a <laughs> ball, making babies, leading you on, you've been engaged for nine years. <laughs> With the same ring, and he's had three babies. Wash that dildo off and put it in there. <laughs> Fuck man will be there shortly. Grandma, if somebody listen, oh, please. Oh, I'm sorry, your grandmother, your grandma, your grandma, your grandma <laughs> listening. Oh, hey, skip this part, grandma. Hey, I, grandma, this. I know you had a few friends that used to call on <laughs> Fuck man. <laughs> A few of them probably was on the usher board with you. <laughs> yeah, she's a pastor too. She's a pastor. Yeah. <laughs> Hit it three times. <laughs> Grandma, how many times you had to really pray for the ladies? Grandma's gone. Please, somebody, please. All right, all right, all right. I mean, you know, she she knows some ladies in that loose in that church. I don't know. Is loose in that trying to hustle that monkey? Bombs. Now you know, Michael Church will go to. Uh, the Reverend, uh, good, the good open door bed, Reverend Pillar. Pop it. <laughs> you got one of them pastor voices too. Yeah. Bombs. Yeah, I know. Bombs. That's what they tell me all the time. Bombs. I like that when hand claps. Yeah. You got a pastor's Mike. voice. Yeah. The church said, "Amen." Yeah. We- Church in a while. We're going to need all the brothers to get up here today because we're going to have a big <laughs> gathering of the deacons the with all of the plates to go out today. We need them to go out early. We need a $100 line in the middle, $5 line on the right, and a $10 line in the on the left. What about in the balcony? In the balcony, we want y'all to just throw your money down. <laughs> rain on me. Make it rain. <laughs> You came out of you came you got done with uh, McCormick um, for paralegal. Uh, did you go into the profession at all or, or no? So you know I'm a little special case. I'm a professional student. Okay. And so once my younger cousins and sisters start graduating college, <laughs> I'm like uh-huh. mission accomplished. I knew that me going to school to obtain these degrees was never going to be the route for me. Okay. I simply enjoy learning. And first and foremost, my mission was to lead an example that it could be done. Because I told y'all to finish because I finished. The end. Break the cycle. Ready I knew go. I was a hustler. Yeah. I knew I was going to hustle. I knew you was a hustler, too. I seen you putting tips on my shoelaces. I said, this is a cold <laughs> motherfucker here, boy. This motherfucker here. <laughs> what do you do now? <laughs> um, I don't know, Mike. Where do I start? 
The salon. You asking me some hard questions. No, just just yeah. tell your life. Okay, so I'm an entrepreneur. Be truthful. Tell your life. So tell I them have. what you do when you be a little this, short this, on the rent. This is George. Shut up. <laughs> this is Judge Free Zone. We we talk. Come on. Yeah. So I'm an entrepreneur. Um, I have a store called Miss Kicks, and I have a barbershop called Rock Bottom. What's Miss Kicks? Miss Kicks. So I sell sneakers. So I'm a reseller. So I sell Yeezys, Jordans, Foams, Harachis, all limited edition gym shoes. Where at? On 51st, 218 East 51st Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60615, between Indiana and Prairie. Go over there early in the morning, like between <laughs> 815 and 822. Because uh-huh. it's, it's a different world over there for you guys. Yeah. You're wearing Adidas. Yeah, I'm a Adidas. You're a college graduate. Sigma. Yeah, yeah. Good truck. Now, how that popcorn out? <laughs> How that popcorn? He, 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 this guy here is, is a nice. entrepreneur on his, of his own. He, I'm a, I'm a went, he went to school for all that time. Yeah, and got him a degree in what? History and Black American Studies. And, oh, and, wonderful! And now he's making popcorn. Right. Hey. Some of the Irish man invented. <laughs> hey, look! I mean, you know, sometimes like, like it is. Hit it. Um, sometimes you know you get. I, I, I thought I wanted to be educated and be a teacher for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. We've been told, and I say this all the time on on this podcast, but I'm your guest. Um, me and him was told go get a job, go get a job. Absolutely, you know what I'm saying. So I'm we. I'm, I came out of Dunbar in '92, came out of SIU in '97. Go get a job. Never told me to pursue my 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 passion. Never t- nobody. Mm-hmm. They didn't teach me passion. Or I didn't, I didn't understand passion. Bingo. They under, they understood career and job and a paycheck every two weeks, you know. Then a uh, car and a house. Yeah, then, and then, then you're successful in the black community, uh, according then, to our then, parents. But then I got people, so many people telling me that you know, when they especially from the party on Saturday, Ma, you should have went into radio. Yeah, you should have been a DJ. You should have been went to radio. You should have did this whatever radio personality. And now what happens is. You know, twenty uh, uh, some odd years later, I'm doing podcasting now. You know what right. I'm saying? I'm doing podcasting, which is sort of like the a hybrid of radio uh, and uh, the the whole radio aspect, the whole talk radio aspect, but social media in, in, intertwining. But that. it comes. It, that's that's what the universe works, though. It comes yeah. full circle, and that was the thing that I love about my mentors that helped shape and mold my brain early mm-hmm. and McCormick mm-hmm. and that was the place where I've learned the difference between left brain and right brain the whole entire world is left brained and that's where it's systematic you know get a job do this climb the corporate ladder one plus one equal two you yeah. know have a baby feed them some flame house before you get eight <laughs> months <laughs> Pops. that's the truth did he honey cry honey he love us. Honey buns. Yeah. Get the cheese. Get the cheese and the meat on top of it from the Arab at, at, at or the Hindu. You know what I used to hate? What? The girls used to have a baby ear pierced before you even get two months old. I used to hate for the boys or the girls. The little boy. I used, okay. I you know what I didn't like was was just they did, like the nigga that left him. He got a sure. pelly on. Jordans, I didn't like. I didn't like. Jabos like and he had a, he had a fucking baby seat. I, I it, even further just to stack up on top of that one. I didn't like when she used to have the had the, 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 the child on the hip to try to make him bow leg. You remember that shit? Really? What? Yeah. 
That's how they used to do. Put him on the hip, so I'm gonna make him bow legged. Cause that was the thing back then in the early '90s, late '80s. Yeah, it's still kind of is. We bow legged. Want to keep it bow legged for some reason? All, 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 <laughs> <clears throat> Every bow legged nigga I know that had a hip replacement. It <laughs> should be cute while you're young. Some of them supposed to have their legs broke. Yeah, once you, your mama ain't had no, she had no business having a baby. She still ain't paid for the nigga being born. The nigga was born at the county. She ain't even go back and get the braces. (laughs) Make it louder, man. Go back for the six week checkup. She pregnant again. Yeah. Tie your pussy up. This, I'm sorry. Granny, keep listening. Granny, listening. Tie your. Hopefully, grandma not listening. Ooh, grandma. Uh, it's, 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 so it's, but she no judge, though. No. Yeah, pray for me, grandma. That's right. That's the reason why I asked you. That the words that. of my mouth and the meditation <laughs> in my heart. Ooh, I, I, that's the reason why I asked you. You know, have you listened to the podcast before? And or how, are you familiar with podcasts because it does get frank and honest and no, absolutely. Him. I'm just talking smack. Uh, my grandmother got skin like Teflon. Uh, it's just certain stuff I don't want to listen to. But I got introduced through you guys when Mike first told me that he had a podcast and it was just like, oh, okay. And so one day I was just messing around with it, and uh, I forgot the very first episode I listened to, but periodically I tune in. I look at the titles and be like, "Oh, okay, this is dope. I like this." Okay, I'm glad you. I'm glad. Hopefully, you're a subscriber on iTunes. Or I am. Great. I'm, I'm glad to, about to say. I am, and I spread the word. I appreciate that. I appreciate on that. All social media sites. Um, it's hard trying to introduce a black person into a podcast in Chicago. You just gotta they make it really, trending. They're like, you're a Jehovah's Witness. When you be like, let me see your phone. Be like, hey, what you want to do? I'm like, hey, nigga, I'm just going to show you how to get to the podcast. That's it. <laughs> I don't want we mean we, We've had to introduce a lot of people to Chicago. And podcasts have been around for a long time inside of Chicago. But it's been like, you know, we didn't, me and him have surpassed other niggas that started before us in, in, in uh, subscribers and listeners. And, and, even, and we, still not, we still haven't even reached, you know, our apex of what we need to do from my standpoint. But, you know, we've we've introduced the black delegation <laughs> to podcasts, period. Now, there's been other ones that have come after us that are part of the millennials because we're part of Generation X. Yeah. See, our our, our delegation, our part of the delegation is not it's a little slower. podcast inclined. We still listen to Power 92. Yeah. Or V103. Or GCI, or you know what I'm saying, or the uh, new other station, ninety one point five, right? Or so the stepper station, the millennials, you know, the I generation. Station? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, the stepper station. Yeah, millennials, our generation, they still buying. C- I, I, the the, the uh, our generation still buying uh, CDs and movies, right? Yeah. They keep they, that shit free. They keeping the hustle man alive everywhere. <laughs> they don't even How know. How do they still buy CDs and movies, Magic Mike? Uh, Why? Out of touch. Some of us are just old-fashioned. It's just like me. I did everything online banking, this, then, the third, until your lights get cut off by accident. Something didn't go through. You're like, you know what? I'm going to go in the bank or I'm going to mail in money orders. I still, Sometimes it's a little safer keeping it old-fashioned. And you're just used to the way you used to do it. So, mm-hmm. Which a lot uh, of us, are, we are setting up. I, I buy up a newspaper every day when I get the coffee. Still? Yeah. Even though you get the shit right on your fucking Twitter? But... I it's really, not the same. I really like to really? turn the pages of the, the newspaper, newspaper, fold it up in my hand, and look at the articles. You know, that's just something I've been doing since I was a paper boy at eight years old. So I was reading the newspaper 
early. Dang, you still that read was the newspaper? Fifty years ago, Mike. Yeah, forty. You still read the newspaper? <laughs> you still read the newspaper? Yes, I enjoy the paper. I, I read books, magazines. No audio books. And see, I can't to me. So I'm one of those old fashioned people. Who's just yeah, audio books don't work for me. Audio books work for me. I, I like it. I would rather listen to a, listen to audio book than to. Um, do an actual reading. To me, I feel like it cheats you out of the actual exercises. You know, like your eyeballs. You know, they're scanning yeah. the vocabulary. Mm-hmm. It increases, mm-hmm. and it's, it's it's really taking away your attention from really getting to the book and what this person is really saying, and it has you multitasking. So now the new thing is everybody wants to multitask. Really, when really in actuality, everybody really is not built. What would they say? You can't walk and chew gum. So, remember, everybody has a clumsiness to them. Right. Everybody really can't focus on two or three things at once. Like, I could have the uh, Apple AirPod in my ear, listen to music, and have a conversation going on. And it's the TV in the shop, and I'm playing. You know, it's it's multiple things that I'm listening for. But I know what I really have to pay attention to, the haircut and the door. Those are the main two things, because you never know who's at the door. You do all that at one time, Mike? Yeah, you know, it's... it's ADHD. Uh, whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> that only, nobody never... If, if that was the case when I was in school, my whole class should have been like that. You no, know no, why? No, no, no. If that was the case, if you got diagnosed for the things that they check for now, you probably would have been labeled. A lot of us made it past. But you know what? Including myself. They, they had to start giving these people with the degrees, they had to start giving them jobs because there really was no jobs. Like, we had... Our teachers was older. We had Miss... Miss... Uh, Miss Campbell and the lady across the hall from her, I forgot her, Miss Reed. Miss Reed was old as hell. I walked in the classroom with her, she said, nope, uh-uh. I can't have him in my classroom. I'm too old for that shit every day. <laughs> Pop. The first day of school. Like, uh-uh, ain't no way in hell I'm going to have him in my class. Y'all send him over there with Mr. Banks. I stepped in the classroom, and that's what she said. How old were you? Ten. <laughs> at Ruggles, right? Yeah, I was, you know, but I was I was something else. I raised my hand one day to go on, on the trip, and the teacher's like, to get the chips left, she's like, Michael Walker, put your hand down. I wouldn't take you across the street to the store. Now you could sue for that shit. Yeah, now you can sue. It. But now you can sue for that shit as a parent because the kids are so frickle and they're they're easily everybody's easily upset and they feelings get hurt so quick. Man, please, like I put the ugly lady up for me too the other day. On which people went off. You undereducated, this and that. That's the problem with black folks now. That's why these motherfuckers killing everybody. I said, because she ugly, and I said something. That's the whole problem with the black people. Are oh, you out your fucking mind? <laughs> so yesterday I said, yep, I got tired today. I'm going to find everybody ugly I can find. I see. I'm going to put all of them up there. You got, you better believe you it. I got a good meme up with that. Huh? <laughs> I got time today. Yeah, holiday. How many people got on you about about that? Were you one of them, uh, Misha, a.k.a. Rerock? About the Me Too thing? No, about um, me saying people were ugly. No, like the lady that started the Me Too thing that 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 spotted liver face heifer. Oh my god! Talking about somebody. Somebody. I have a very cruel, cruel, cruel sense of humor. Like to make it in my family, you got to be the Teflon die. So Mm. things that ruffle people feathers and get them bothered. A lot of things I might think is just funny because it's just really not that deep. 
Yeah, she grew up in Motown, Motown, and, and the Ickies. And then comedy is comedy, just like in in rap. You know, like when they said, "Ah, oh, Pusha T went too far." There's no such thing. And battle rap is no such. Absolutely, thing. and it ain't no such thing in roasting. Right. Yeah, yeah. battle lines is nothing. It's, it's, That's it's, what Chicago. This is what we do. Yeah. What is your goof eyes? What, what <laughs> <laughs> you had something on your mind. What's up? Oh, Yesterday, for worse, first of all. She texted me and said that she wanted <laughs> to do the podcast. Are you doing the I podcast? I was happy. I was here on I a Wednesday. I said yes tomorrow. Okay. This I was, was yesterday. excited. And she came to the shop last night at 8 o'clock. <laughs> I was so thirsty. <laughs> and I'm thinking like she's going to get her hair done or something. I'm like, what's, what's going on? What you doing? Black does her hair. She's like, no, I actually left my own shop. No. Oh, you, no. got your, you got your own beauty shop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got the rewrite kick. You got the kicks. Where's your, where's your beauty shop at real quick? Same so, spot. Same spot. Okay. So you got the kicks. At the storefront, uh-huh. and then you come in, you walk past the store, you go on the back, and then there's a even larger selection. So it's a salon is completely separate, though. What else you do? So nightlife is what pretty much for the bills for me to chase all of my daytime endeavors. Okay, so what nightlife we do? So I am a marketer, mostly known as a promoter, also known as a mixologist. So I make really funky good drinks, but I only make drinks at my own parties that I promote. If that makes sense. Where's your parties at? So right now I'm at DD Sports Bar on Sundays, and so I have it's two different facets to my nightlife. So uh-huh. then there's the bar world, which is like my thirty and over crowd, uh-huh. and then annually I do events. So um, I'm also the creator of Trap House Karaoke. I don't know if y'all are familiar with that. So annually. Um, I'll do a whole concert segment um, dealing with trap and Chicago artists. And so that's one form of events that I do. And then sometimes I link up with other good guys and we just get people a good time for us, really big venues and just really big dope parties. I've and heard of now I've heard of Trap House karaoke. Um I have heard of it in Chicago. I didn't know it was you. Yes, that's um, me. But I have heard of it, you know, it's being somewhere else also. Yeah, so that's trap. Karaoke. So here's the thing. I was a really big fan of trap karaoke. Um, I love the whole movement. I was a really big fan of them when they started, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, wow, that was dope. And so um, they stopped coming to Chicago, which I didn't blame them. They were, you know, it's dangerous, whatever they say. You know, I, we're pretty much trending for everything bad, you right. know, right now. Chicago, we in the hot seat. And so um, I started trap karaoke Chicago. Mike. Go ahead, I'm just... So I started Trap Karaoke Chicago, and so uh, it was at the Velvet Lounge on 22nd, and uh, it started off a little slow, and then it kind of like went viral, just took off. And so once it started making noise, next thing you know, I get this cease and desist letter in the mail, like from Trap Karaoke, from the organizers, their attorneys, like, don't use it. Now, you know, me having just a little business knowledge, right, from my first degree, I'm knowing, like... I, I thought I was perfectly fine doing trap karaoke Chicago, especially since they didn't have a market there. They stopped coming, right? Right. But, of course, you know, the metropolitan area, South Loop, is busting. Now I see why. Oh, okay, I must be pissing some people off. So the whole team was like, oh, man, we done built it here, this, that, and the third. And so Hold like, on, let me get a definition of busting. That means it's a very great, lucrative business now. <laughs> lucrative time. Lucrative. So it was busted in that bitch. That mean it was <laughs> niggas everywhere buying drinks for these drink chasing ass women. Door, yeah, lying out the door. Lamborghinis outside. Yeah, all that. It yeah. was. 
Okay. Car crackers anonymous. No, car crackers don't party with me. They don't party with they you. They don't party with you? They don't. That's another that's another topic we're gonna come into right after this one. All right, okay. go, go, go back to it. It was It was busting. <laughs> it was busting. Uh-huh. And so um I had to go back to the drawing board, like, okay, I have to make it with it's ours. And so right after they sent me that cease and assist, they came to Chicago. Had the House of Blues, it was sold out. When I tell you I was distraught, I was just like, whoa. And so, you know, anything that you do good, you're going to have haters, you're going to have the naysayers. And so I remember going through my feed when they came to Chicago and people was like, yeah, the real trap karaoke. And, you know, I had pretty much warmed a bed up for them to come back because I brought awareness right. to the movement, the name, all of it. And so um, I sat down for a minute. I was hurt. Um, but, you know, all this fan love and hustle. And so... I came back to the drawing board and I was like, you know what? We're going to be Trap House because we are the creators of house music from I want to thank you to Get Down Little Mama. So I want to put more emphasis on house and I want to put more emphasis on trap. Like we got real trap houses. Like we have real trap music. We got Gucci. We got Jeezy. They do more of a church in a while. A lot of R&B. They don't do really gutter hardcore rap. And so um, I reinvented the wheel, the show, and brought it back. So now it's Re-Rock's Trap House Karaoke. And so when that started, and now this is my baby, and now it's completely organic, everything changed. It seemed it went from busing to overload. Okay. Overload. Like, it was... Still at the Velvet Lounge? No. Where you at? So I'm not at a place weekly. Mm -hmm. So I'm now doing parties annually. So I went from Velvet Lounge to... S2 and then S2 to structure, and I was doing weekly Monday parties. And so now um, I'm doing big events, but they're going to come annually, like quarterly in a sense. Yeah, so no more claps. weekly. And clap. You're going to have your own grits and biscuits or something like that. You ever heard of them before? Mm-hmm. What's that? What is that the name of the blank for them people? Grits and biscuits or whatever that 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 part that goes from city to city, or you gonna be like Duce Palooza or something like that? Yeah, you, that, that's the goal. I um, currently live in Las Vegas. I've been in Vegas for a couple of years, so I travel back and forth. Okay, <laughs> from here to Vegas, and so my biggest goal is to because trap karaoke has a really strong basis along the East Coast, and that's where they started from from right. doing small pubs all the way up into the Barclays. So it's a huge market within our own city, which is Chicago. And then uh, my job is to really spread awareness along the West Coast. So you doing, you got it going on down there, out there in, uh, in Vegas right now? No, it's in the works. It's in the works. It's in the works. You going to have something in July? I don't know, maybe. I'll be out there in July. In July? Yeah, okay. I'll be out there in July. I have to do something really, really big um, this summer, so I definitely keep it festive. Okay, cool. And claps on that. Why don't car crackers party with you? I feel like they don't really feel comfortable, but I really more feel like my energy, the energy you are, the energy you have like as a person pretty much allows and dictates the energy with people that comes in and around you. And so um, a lot of trainees or gays and they don't necessarily feel comfortable in my parties either. So I have a really, just pretty much old-fashioned type of 30 and a really grown crowd. Not that I have anything against um, any orientations, but 
I really support hustlers. Hustlers support me. It's a difference. It's a craft. It's no honor among thieves to each his own. And she says that with a serious face, too. Let me tell you, the only time we fell out was that. Was about a guy named Spencer, her friend, great friend of hers. Mm-hmm. He's I was I was tipsy outside the club. Uh-oh. He said something. Uh-oh, that I, I don't even remember this. stories. When I cussed him out in front of the video line, I went in on him. <laughs> and you and Missy was mad at me. <laughs> they was mad at me. Like okay. they speak to me for like two or three years. No. Two and a half years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember vividly. What you do, Mike? I cussed him out, called him all type of, you know, all type of... Uh, Why did you cuss him out? I thought he said something to me that was out of line for me and his, you know, how we are acquainted. Like, Spencer... You, you thought or you felt? I thought he said something to me, but he said it to the guy that was passing. <laughs> now that we and him, me and him became reacquainted since then. But I cussed him out so bad... <laughs> Like you called me and went off on you don't even call me and going off on me. No, called me and he like I'm better than me. You motherfucker. She she went in. That's like my brother. He don't fuck with a fag. He don't fuck with no gangsters. I said, who the fuck is you talking to? Nigga, I was talking to you. And she went in. Shouldn't be fussing at a fag. I mean, a gay man. So listen, but I thought he. I thought he tried it's to make no a, win. I thought There's he tried. No I thought he tried to make a pass at me. It's but no he's win. Making, oh wait, whoa! His whoa. pass was being made at whoa. the guy that was passing, actually passing by. Rewind. No, it's but even rewind. if that wasn't the case, yeah. so my so my back was rewind. turned. But I've been. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You left details out. No, no. You said it was a nigga. You didn't say it was a gay motherfucker that, that, and all. Yeah, yeah, gay, the gay dudes. Look at that. Spencer. He just thinks Spencer mean in the dictionary Nigga, you look Spencer, it up and say it. gay man. So as a kid, <laughs> as a kid, I was sent off on Spencer a long time ago, like as a as a as a third and a fourth grader. Because he was with the guys I looked up to, the eighth, seventh, eighth graders. Mm-hmm. So he was on the chili the team. <laughs> so they used to be like, Mike, throw a bottle at that fat. And I used to do it. So as I got older in life, and after I got you know, after high school, you know, you meet each other again. And he was just prancing around one day. I was like, man, you look familiar. So he's like, where'd you go to school at? I was like, I went to Harvard, man. <laughs> like, you know. So I was just like, damn, this is motherfucker look familiar. So like weeks passed and it came up around Thanksgiving. And we got to talking about Benji because it was around the time of his death. And he was like, yeah, he went to grandma school with me. And an aunt sent me out with me. He said, he used to have his these badass kids throwing bottles at me. I said, <laughs> that's that nigga. That's him. And I told him, I was like, remember the one that had the curl at the time that had his head pulled back? Like, he, he asked you talk shit about him. He was like, yeah. I was like, that's me, nigga. And we are, Because you, know, you ball now. We, we, we got off track then. You know what I'm saying? So his, his defense was up ever since then. But... I actually thought he tried to say some stick to me, and that's where it blew up at. But you, you went in on me. No, but and we didn't talk for some years. Even though I didn't remember, it's just still like for a regular straight man to be in any verbal altercation with another gay homosexual man. It's just, it's just no win. For one, you guys know like you can't 
argue with women. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no win. Like, you just let us have our way. So, a gay man no. outside a party. Not him. Look no. at him. He's scratching his head and everything. He, he, he like, like he's, he's the I best. I cannot not see none of y'all fussing, like, at a gay man. It's just publicly. It's just a no. Okay. So, transitioning from that. <laughs> you, know you, you know how you win? Like, boy, I'll get you some pussy. <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take your power with me. <laughs> Whatever works. I'll throw some pussy on you. But it made me have a whole different perspective though. That's what I'm that was the point I was making. So now I don't just bash them. You know what I mean? We keep we keep our jokes to the minimum. I don't I have a few gay clients <laughs> and they, they and they they something else. The enlightenment but, has happened. Yeah. He, one of them told me, I want my eyebrows to be snatched. I said, what the <laughs> fuck is that? What <laughs> the fuck you mean by that? I want them snatched. And I'm like, I said, wait Magic a minute. Mike, Magic Mike is out snatching eyebrows. I said, what do, what do you mean? So he pulls up some lady that's in Hollywood and got out. I said, well, you need to go pay whoever she paid to do that shit. I'm not finna do that shit. Her eyebrows was off the chain. I was like, well, that's a tattoo, dog. She went to Brazil yeah, and got that shit. Microbrain. Yeah, I was like, I'm not finna do no shit. I can't do that shit like that. I said, I got a razor, man. And so, some shaving cream. Sir. So why are you tripping out? I don't, I don't Sir, have you had to put emphasis on that. Yeah, sir, I have razor blade and shaving cream. <laughs> why are you tripping? He, he's something else, too. If he come to shop, he, he worse than you, Jamal. I if, if I get him an appointment at, at 2.30, uh-huh. he'd have 2.28. He think he's supposed to be sitting down in the chair at 2.30. I, I feel like I'm supposed to, you know, I feel like I... I, I for somebody that's never on time for shit, I'm supposed to be, like to be on time for his haircut. Nigga's supposed to get up out the chair for me, period, bottom line. This is where I, I feel, feel like. Yeah, he think I've he should. I've been coming in for years. You know how much money I've spent with this nigga, you know, over the years? That's how you but, feel. Um, wait a minute. One more here thing. Here we go, here we go. Wait, one more thing. Not about you. Go ahead. I had to make the young fella put down his phone one day because I stepped away to, you know, get the towel and do all that. So Sto- he Stories. <laughs> Go for it. I guess he was having a, 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 a sexting conversation with, <laughs> with, his, <laughs> with his mother. I said, hey, man, put your phone down. <laughs> put your phone down and don't go. Do, go somewhere else. Because I said, if he put all that in you, you ain't going to be able to sit down for about two or three weeks. Oh he's going to blow your ass out. He saw it. <laughs> I put your phone down, man. You know, he got the pictures big. Then he come back the next week, his, his nose was like right above his nose where his mustache was cut. Oh, my God. I said, nigga, dick, stretch out your lips, huh? <laughs> 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 of course, they, they, what did he say? They blowed your nose out. What did he say? Nah, he didn't do that. <laughs> That's a cold sore. <laughs> 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 he had, you know, because he was blowing his nose, he had the cold. You know, you know he got the, you know. So I said, well, you won't be getting your mustache lying. That's what's goddamn sure. Is God. it bad that we associate any minor, anything sexual transmitted? It could be a scratch on the cheek and be like, Oh, you got something when it comes to homosexuals. Anything around their mouth, we just think it's sexually transmitted. Wherever. It could they be a scrape. S- they sneeze, I will slap the shit out of one of them. They <laughs> get that shit on me. Man, if you get the fuck with you, put your head up, pull your whole coat up over your head and sneeze, motherfucker. Don't you do that shit. You want the gay fumes in here. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot breathe. 
Imagine me all of a sudden. I mean, you next, Jamal. <laughs> Jamal, you got some popcorn. They must love what you do to put up with you. They really do. <laughs> do, you tease, do you tease them when they, when of they in the chair? Do. No, he don't. He, he doesn't do that. You, no, he you, you don't he go He wasted they leaving. He wasted they then go in. That's what in. I said. I almost told Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> <laughs> he used to walk out there switching so hard. I said, Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> um, Misha, a.k.a. Rerock, what's on your mind? So I wanted to bring awareness today about the women in Chicago that are widows like me. Okay. And grieving and a grieving process. And so um, my, the love of my life is birthday just passed, right? And so every year I reflect. Um, this year I did pretty good because sometimes I'd be so broke up I can't even. Every year, like, your body don't forget when you go through grief. Even if you try to, like, put it to the back of your mind, you know, you might fall asleep behind the wheel or let leave something burning on the stove. Like, your body never forgets. And so um, I made it my business to celebrate his birthday out of Chicago and I can cope better, but to be able to celebrate in Chicago and be in Chicago on his birthday was a really big deal because I haven't been able to do so in seven years. Okay. And so, so many women come and they share their stories with me, whether they get their hair did, whether it's nightlife and you, I just look and be like, wow, it's amazing, you know, to see us. You wouldn't even know, you know, most people wouldn't know from looking at me. And so um, <laughs> it's so crazy because different people can say stuff and it could strike a chord. And so I had a family member. She had said, uh, sometimes women should stop asking guys for things, you know, because he can't even look after the one that he's actually with. Okay. So I'm like, so I had an ignorant mouth just as, almost as bad as Mike. So I just could not let it slide. So I went and commented under her post, and I was just like. Oh, this is social media. This is social oh, media. So Lord. I went and commented. Oh, Lord. And so let, let me give a disclaimer. Wait, wait. Go ahead, go ahead. Let me give a disclaimer about me and social media. I am the person who is notorious for telling you to stop that, take that down, and dealing with both parties whenever I see things getting out of hand. So I'm not the one to stir up pots or even instigate things. But what I say, my mouth is, is a weapon and it's really not too much no one could come back and say because it's true. And so I was just like, girl, if you letting a man tell you, short you on anything or to hell with him, treat them all, right? Right. And so she claps back and she says, um, I got my man. You know, she's, you know, like, you know, that song Shantae's got a man. Mm -hmm. I, I got my man, but you wouldn't know anything about that. Ooh. Right. And so. Hold on, hold on. This your cousin. Controversy. This your cousin? This a family member. I'm not going to say. Family member. It's a family member. <laughs> One more time. A little louder. This is a family member that actually mm. said this to me. Like that song? You wouldn't know anything about that. And your response? And so um, she's not that literate. So I took the high road and I just said, baby girl, calm down. And when you're ready, I'm going to teach you how to spell before you get on here. Bombs. And so was she a younger? She was younger or older? She's younger. Okay. So she so my, my whole family went off because like like my baby sister would say, like to survive my tongue lashing, you'd rather get shot. Okay. And so uh they was all like, Why you didn't check her? Why you didn't go off for one? I I can't do that social media wise, but 
just looking back on it, I'm like, everybody grieved different. This family member, brother was killed, which is also my blood family member. Uh And she went out of town, you know, not even a week later. And so I was just sitting reflecting this shit, and I was just thinking like, wow, everybody deal with grief differently. Um, Social media pretty much cheat a lot of people out of the whole grieving process. To some people, might be like, oh, that was seven years ago. Get over it, you know? But he was shot up over 20-something times, and we were partners and best friends. And I just don't know how other people love, but that was really, really tough for me. And so when a lot of women come to me and they look like, how did you get past it? Or how did you get through it? You know, the hustle, the grind. That's why I do a million and one things. That's what kept me going. And so I just think it's important for people not to condemn women because a lot of women don't do things out of shame, you know, like dating or moving on like, oh, yeah, nigga, they ain't even dead in the ground yet. So it took me a, it took me years, and I wouldn't recommend any woman going that long, you know, because it's, it's pretty much unhealthy. But I'm a little different. I'm cut from a different cloth. And solitude has always been my best friend, so I always go inward first before I even think about taking a step outside. And so back to this family member, she um, is on a... Wait, I got to ask. Did you seek counseling? You know what? I didn't seek counseling for that. So I have a brother, and the his son's mother was killed. And it made national news. She was killed, and her mother was killed. And so my nephew was on her hip, and he got hit like she got hit. But he lived. And so my brother broke down, and I remember him looking at me like, what in the hell? Like, how did you make it through this? You know, and so I sent my brother out of town, and so I took my nephew, and I had him. And so um, he was in intensive care for a while, and we had to sit in chairs like just a regular, like, lawn chair because it was intensive care. And so it was me, my best friend, and my little sister. It was three of us sitting on top of each other in a regular chair with him because I shoo everybody off like, you know, I got them because this is what I am to my family and this is what I do, but they wouldn't leave me. So when I had to bring my nephew home early, everything had to be really, really sterile. And so um, the his gunshot wounds was triggering uh, PTSD in me because when I walked up on my husband, I actually walked up on him after he was shot. And so it was these tiny little marks all over. And so... At first, it felt like, you know, I don't need counsel. I, you know, black people don't believe in counsel. You know, we just walk around like just trauma victim units. You just, yeah. We just keep pushing, you know. Yeah. And so it wasn't until I hit the wounds. It was doing something to me. I didn't realize what it was. And so thank God my best friend was with me at the time. She used to change his bandages and wash them for me because I used to just bug up whenever I see it. And at that point, what, and mind you, my nephew was shot. He is three now. So he was shot when he was 10 months. So this makes it, this said, this was five years ago since I lost mine. And so I'm like, dang, five years later, I can't even see these little marks. It was, it was doing something to me. And so um, my daughter went to Kip Bloom, and her principal had paid for counseling for us. So I got counseling five years later, but it was because of me caring for my nephew Full time, I couldn't work, and all I work, I work. I get like two, three hours of sleep. So I had to care for my nephew around the clock so that he could come home from the hospital early. 
And um, it was at that point when I received counseling. And it was I, I did like maybe eight months of it. And it was really therapeutic. You still feel like you need to do it now? Eventually. Uh, but now I know the different triggers in which I know I would need it like immediately. Okay. I mean, the reason why I ask is because um, I suffered death um, of my grandmother back in 2016. I have yet to go to counseling. But I feel like I do need counseling. Yeah. I haven't. I'm, my ego is not letting me go do such. Yeah. Um, and I'll be honest with you and tell you that because I use this as a, my counseling also. Mm-hmm. You know, we, you, me and him use this as therapeutic services, it, period. This is. We pay money to you to talk on the mic, talk shit. I get to laugh at all his jokes and everything, you know, and they come on the point on, on right, on, right on time. You know, after I listen to the podcast, after I listen over and over and over again and everything mm-hmm. like that, you know, but I've used this as therapy. Yeah. And I've talked about, you know, my issues and my, my from such. I plan on going towards getting some counseling sometime soon because it does affect me still. Yeah. It affects me at night when I want to go to sleep. So like you said, you were triggered by looking at those, you know, the little bitty gunshot wounds. Yeah. Let me, let me not say little bitty. No, but they are because it, se- it seems like when you get shot with a big gun, you know, you expect these big old holes. But the thing is, it's the bullet, the front part of the, of the, and the shell falls on the ground. Yeah. So it's the front part. It's actually the bullet that's going in, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've been, because you've been shot. Yeah. You've been shot before. He's done counseling himself be- from being in the, uh, being a, a veteran. Right, right. You've talked about this, so he said not tonight, though. God damn it! And getting, getting, getting shot can really fuck with you. Okay. And, and, and on, a, on a, you know, my, luckily I wasn't injured that bad. The bullet fell out. To the to to God be the glory. Right. I wasn't injured. I walked out. I was shot the same night that the man shot up the movie theater in Colorado watching Batman. Right, I mean, and when I was saying about the other person that was, I was talking about, sound guy Mike, yeah. who's talked about it before. I wasn't there. I was here in Chicago, but I'm just right. saying, like, when I seen that on the on the on the TV screen in the hospital, I was like, oh, I'm cool, Sound man. So, I, like, you know what I'm saying? I, I, you know, I get what you're saying. You get triggered. It's uh, you have you, to go through grieving counseling. You you do. Um, one of the biggest, actually, when I moved to Vegas. It actually helped me a lot as far as counseling because all that heat be, out there though, God damn, man. it is. But you know what? When you when you're separated from Chicago, you're forced to face everything that you was left with. So I so for the last five years, I didn't sleep. It was hard to sleep because I was used to sleeping with my companion. So I used to sleep. So I really done messed my body up because I used to, I would only sleep on a couch. Or something sitting up because if I go to sleep in the bed, I still wake up looking for him in the middle of the night, like you said, like at night. Right. And so then I realized, like, dang, when it comes to death and coping, that's why I don't like sleep. Because like when you close your eyes, you're forced to see things. I never sleep because you don't have what? no control over it. I never sleep because death. Because sleep is the cousin of death. Right. She's a Nas. She's a Nas fan. She's a Nas. heart, brave heart. What's your thoughts on Me Too? I'm not with none of these movements uh, 
I don't want to sound insensitive for the mission statement and what they are meant to do, but to me, it's a big attack on the black man, which is what I have a problem with. It's just like back in the day when they separated, you know, the black movement with the feminist movement when the black woman left her husband to go fight this white woman's fight. Mm. Talk, and sister. So, Mama, save myself. Come on, Misha. Talk. Yeah, and so to me, I feel like for the the sickos and the, the pedophiles that we have within the black community, you know, I would dream of a day that we deal with them. You know, I don't want to see no one that's touched or molested somebody's child go to jail and get commissary and get some of the best protection and get isolated. I really believe, like how Africans do in different parts of the countries where they put tires around you and set you on fire. So the white man's justice system is not really a thing to me. The whole R. Kelly thing is not really a thing to me because what they're doing is they're bashing blacks in Chicago. Chicago is the new black nigga, like, just period, of this country. And even the fact that we have these conversations, we're feeding into the energy of what they want with this controlled media. I just be liking to get back to the basis and the bottom line. Like, how is this helping the black community? If churches helped the black community, it wouldn't be just as many as it was liquor stores. So I don't have anything against organizations. It's just like, damn, how is this going to help us? What's going to help us? No matter what the news, whatever's trending, what's going to get us back on our feet? And when are we going to learn that we need to have our own table instead of begging these people to have a decent seat at their table, begging these people to give us justice? I don't, I don't want the system that's done, lynched us, locked so many of our people away, solitary confinement one hour will work for some like i don't want y'all way i don't want y'all justice i just really don't you um having following what's going on with r kelly yes did you watch the surviving r kelly i watched far so you had to know my take on that it seemed like they shot that with like an iphone six it's just amazing how they was able to just slander him and ruin him with like just the worst Hold graphics on. and footage. The graphics and footage and I mean, so you, did you watch it all, all? Yeah, they shot it with an iPhone six, um, <laughs> and and so <laughs> it's a BT special. They had like terrible was, makeup. It, My attention span short. I was just it looking. It was on like Lifetime, uh, Misha. It, was it went on, on BT. No, was on uh, I was watching it in a bar. It was on Lifetime. I mean, so it, it looked like a Lifetime I mean, have special you been, from have the seventies. Have you been reading what's been going on? Have you? Yes, I have. As a woman, your thoughts. So here are my thoughts. I mean, uh, I heard. I, you know, I, I, honestly, I heard what you had to say earlier about you know dealing with them, setting them on tie with them. No, no, I'm just with, saying for for all pedophiles and right. all sickos, like. Do you think I, he's going to get off? Do you think he's going to go to jail? I believe it's a chance that he should get off. He will get off. Really? Yeah. On what? Because a lot of the evidence is circumstantial. Um, it's one thing with the law with us thinking it should work the way we want it to work versus the legal system is set up to work the way that it's going to work. And so um, I really don't have much trust in his lawyer, so I'm a little iffy on this. But I believe that he can beat it. Now, do I want him to beat it? I don't necessarily know because... The thing is, this tape with this 14-year-old, they're putting it out there that you know, he's saying, oh, give me this 14-year-old pussy or, 
give me this 14 year old and and so everybody's taking that information and, and running with it because it's enough to make any human being bug up like this is sick this is twisted but is it is it him and is it him or here's my take real quick just to oh, interject no, and I want to get your, your opinion both of your opinions on it and I think I alluded to it last week it, could it be age play that's a fetish in, in sexual community or sexual people that people like to do age play and and even if it you know is what I mean by, you, know what I'm, you know what I mean right it, yeah. it, it stills play into a certain perversion which still slams I mean it's even. perversion but the thing about it is if the person's 29 years old or 21 years old 22 years old but they're doing age play or role play. According to the legal system, is if it's age play, then he'll be out. You know what I'm saying? Because the system is about beyond reasonable doubt. You said according to the legal system, it'll be what? I'm sorry. You, you didn't finish that part. No, I'm saying according to the legal system, it wouldn't be a crime if it was age play. There we go. I think it's age. It might. It, it might be age play. I think this kid is gonna. I think this old man is gonna get off. I I think he's gonna beat the situation again, and then. Like you said, but we're tearing each other down. You know, whether it be on, in these posts on on Facebook. Especially Chicago ones. We're the first. Tearing each other down. You know, we are tearing each other down. I mean, you know, he's privy to jokes, though. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, nobody's in. He's, 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 no Thank sense you. he's privy to jokes. Thank you. Like, I was cutting my man the other day, and he FaceTimed him while he was in his face shape. FaceTime who? I need the jam. I need the gym tonight at ten thirty. Okay. Yeah. And so he, he he's a you know he reminds me of who? The guy that used to go in the in house suspension and come back out for three or four periods and go right back to in house suspension. Like he don't know how serious this shit he is really doing. <laughs> like he don't so he'll get suspended from school for three or four days and come I mean, back he, to school. He needs a gym night. That means he went to go play ball, right? Yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying like he don't really know what's really he he. Really messed up. Mentally. He he not listening, up, he's not listening to nobody. Listening to Greenberg, though. Nobody. He's not listening. They tell him don't say a word now. He's supposed to make a statement. He went and did the interview. Mm. I was wondering, like, did his publicist, like, where, like, all where them people quit on him. Damn. So these are new guys going around. You know, this. everybody's around him now is new. Everybody. Approaches. It's. Strategically, yeah, but at the same, we say that Mike Misha, sound guy, we say that. But if this motherfucker, what these new people pulls through, what's that gonna take with them? With them, that this, that's gonna make Greenberg get more and more clients. And yeah, their stocks gonna go through. The roof. That's gonna make that motherfucker that got on there, that ponytail motherfucker that got on there and talk. <laughs> that's gonna make. Oh, I need to go get him. He need to be my spokesman. I mean, that's the bop, that's what we live in now. Which is why I call them opportunists, though. You get what I'm saying? Because if he win, they all win. If he beats this case again, get Gail is about to make a multi-million dollar play with CBS for renegotiation because she's delivered what? Two niggas that's going through some fucking changes that could have been uh, uh, whatever uh, um, off our backs. And she's finna make make a multi million dollars, and Gail don't, don't even like men. And she didn't. She didn't. She did not talk to who? The president of CBS, did she? No. Who she talked to? 
She didn't. R. Kelly. Yeah, you're right. She didn't talk to Leslie Moonves. No. Before he got up out of that yeah, shit. Yeah, he was knocking everything down at CBS. She, she didn't. Uh, did nobody interview? But Oprah didn't interview Matt Lawler. Did. But she get. She got. But Gail got them two niggas. Gail, uh, Oprah, the best friend, got got the uh, finance or did something with the MJ doc. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then she I, said and talked to the to the uh, two bang two guys and, and it, director. You know, but and it's turned and it's turned. Even though he's been cleared by the FBI, it's turned some of our people against Michael Jackson. Against Michael, even though they're saying his streams have gone up. The now that's, now I'm ready to up. fight. I'm ready to fight when it comes to Mike. But I, I you, got Kelly on the platform. Play uh, with Mike. But Misha, <laughs> Ma- Magic, you do have to. You do have to question though. Why did he have them little white boys around him, them European boys around him all the time? He didn't ever have niggas around Wait, him. I have a take. I have, long before this, I always Michael, had Michael, a take on that. Long, 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 long before this. And when you think about it, we on this side of the fence, we, until we know what it's like to be in these people. For, for one, I think Mike gave a really good front. I have my own theories. I'm going to share it with y'all real quick. Mike got his own black kids that's singing somewhere in Africa by Liberian women. <laughs> he gave us this whole Mike Remember was a the genius. time. Yeah. Mike is a genius. And I believe he played the tune to these white folks like they needed to have with these little magical white kids that you ain't hear and can't none of them sing. You got the Jackson Five, it's like ten of y'all, y'all can sing. Can't, ain't none of my kids came out with an album. Them not his kids. And so I feel like sometimes they get um strayed away from what's real. I feel like Mike Felt like that it would be us to have our little black kids send him up the river. And I believe that he felt it was safe to have, because he loved kids who picked little white kids. And then it was, it was Crackers, the one that sent him up. Come here, little Johnny. Let me tell you, how was it in Never Neverland? Did he touch you? Do y'all, are y'all aware of the story of the father that killed himself? Yeah. At the mic? That's yeah. not publicized. He As killed he himself and it's, he wrote a letter. It's been, uh, it's been but, but it's not widely. Good, good news and good things. Good news and good things are not spreaded. Like I, the I agree with you saying, but the thing about it is, she, he asked why he killed. Why he killed himself? Because after Michael Jackson died, it was okay for his son to talk about it. That was in the, in the settlement. In they the asked cost. for thirty. They asked for thirty-two million dollars. Thirty million dollars. Mike settled out with them for twenty-three million. Michael Jackson owned half of Sony's records and half of Sony's publishing and their records because he had the Golden Goose Egg. Once again, the Beatles catalog. They wanted that catalog. Along with that Beatles catalog was also Elvis music. The dude who made the Elvis music, the uh, the black guy who wrote all the Elvis music, uh, You Ain't Nobody a Hound Dog, and uh, yeah, the one the, he stole uh, his, Cal- his other songs. Yeah, he gave him his family his publishing. Once he uh, when he died, and Michael Jackson found him and and, and found out where his people was at, he gave him his money. He gave Little Richard a check for three hundred fifty thousand dollars. Facts, not conspiracy. And and gave. Uh, I think it was no, Chuck no, 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 no. It was it's another guy. Uh, That's who, who Elvis copied off of. Uh, he, yeah, he tried to the Elvis copied off of everybody that was popping that was black. Jerry Lee Lewis, Great Balls of Fire. The black guy wrote that song. He wrote he wrote quite a few of them songs. The lady that sang You Ain't Nothing But A Hound Dog was a big old uh, uh, ancient mama looking black lady. You know what I mean? So they, they, they took his took her song and gave it to Elvis and gave her nothing for it. She was the first one. You can look it up on YouTube, YouTube right now. A lot of those things that, that, you know, Michael Jackson 
held that that golden egg, that platinum egg. Then he just to to really shit on Elvis legacy, he went and married his daughter. You know what I'm saying? To get more music out of her. The thing that Michael Jackson was doing, he was really playing chess with yes, their ass. He was. he was really playing chess with them. And he knew what it, what it really was about. But he played off of that. They call him Wacko Jacko. He played off of that shit. He knew exactly what he was doing. He had a deep voice. He drank beer. Love and beer. He, and he cussed. So Lisa Marie said, when are you going to tell your friends the truth? Like, you, you cuss like a sailor. You drink beer all day. And you got a deep voice. When are you going to tell them that? What about the interview with Eddie Griffin, though? Yeah. Eddie, you know how you just how you roast yeah. eight people or whatever. Yeah. Like, Eddie used to fry Mike, yeah. you know? And, and so I love that interview with Eddie Griffin when he when he said, like, man, he was scared to death when he met with Mike because he was just like, he had done roasting him for so long, and it was just like, what? Right. And they became really, really good friends. But you two are not answering my question. Why little white boys with him? My, you missed According it. You to missed that, it. she she asked. She said she thinks that I felt like he wanted to be around kids, and, and he so, thought his black people would, would, would sue him quicker than white people would. Yeah, and the white people feel, was put you up feel to the it. same way. Only way, only way he could lose that 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 that, that music that he had is if he was convicted of a felony, or he died, and he died first because they couldn't convict him of no felony because he would buy out. Because he didn't want to go through all this shit. So the feds was following him for 10 years. You ducking the question. They didn't find nothing. You Listen. ducking the question. Because the take, only, your, take your MJ love out of it. You ducking the question. Answer my question. How many niggas you know died from uh, cancer as kids? Not many. No. No. Not, not, no we don't no. get no goddamn cancer. We don't get no They just started eight. giving us cancer. We don't, we, don't, we don't get no AIDS as kids. You know why? Because your mama gave you Father John's every goddamn night. So and she ain't robot You don't know why? Because we had melanin to start. Yeah. And we wasn't inbred creatures either. Yeah. And them kids, he felt sorry for them. Nobody has given away more money than Michael Jackson. Nobody. In the history of the, he's the biggest philanthropist ever. Brother. I feel like he. Brother. And, and he had the white kids. Brother and sister. <laughs> Bottom line, you all both are bullshitting with this answer. No. Just be honest, Mike lost his blackness. No, hell no. Mike lost his blackness in certain aspects. The one that sung. Mike lost his blackness in certain aspects. So tonight, just leave your nine to five up on the shelf. He didn't get his blackness. And just enjoy yourself. He lost his blackness with groove. Let me let me let the madness in the music get into you. Let me make my hot take here. You can never break me. Let me hear my hot take here. Mike lost his blackness during Thriller. No. Didn't get it back until somewhat when he made Remember the Time because he fucked with who? Teddy Riley. But he still was around white people and white kids. He was too much acculturated. Therefore, he lo- black kids wouldn't have sit up there and black children nor black mothers wouldn't have sit up there and, and not let that shit ride out. You ain't for a black mother ain't finna let another black ain't gonna let a black child sleep in the bed with that with that man. But what the black mamas done did, they done gave their kids to R. Kelly. You can't say that. The thing with just like with R. Kelly, and which is a lot of people are outraged because they like, where was the parents? Where was the mamas? I can't sit here with Mike as my husband and say, Oh yeah, we took our daughter and uh no, to even see fathers on that show. So don't don't say that because we just got to a point where as our kids could say, Your uncle creepy. 
Back in the day, you would get smacked for that, and it was okay to sit on their laps. We got a lot of sick stuff from within, so you can't necessarily say that. Yeah, your grandma's younger brother. He been freaking all your sisters. <laughs> grandma loved him too much. Let anybody know. Hey, look. That's why Uncle Ray Ray had to stay in the basement when Magic, the kids were there. Magic. Where Ray Ray at? I understand both of y'all. Where's love, Sheila at? Love Michael Jackson. I I agree with you. I, you know, love. continue to love Michael Jackson, please. Love Michael. Continue to love Michael Jackson because it's going to hurt the hell out of me if some shit come out about Prince. Oh. No, they ain't going to touch Prince. And it'll be some shit to come out about because Prince is God to me. So I understand, you know, your affinity. I understand your love. I understand everything, period. But if they came out with something about Prince, other than, now I could take Prince dipped in some gay shit. Okay, cool. Really? I mean, just, you know, these motherfuckers will come out and say anything now. Prince was a player. Right. But these but we're in a social media era. They'll say anything. Anything could be said. He said Jay Z, Barnard, R. Kelly. Anything could be said, and motherfuckers run away with it. When that, when when the, the the MJ doc came out, one of my frat brothers has been going in on about this shit ever fucking since. He, I, I, I told him today, I'm like, the FBI cleared him though. He went into the whole breaking down what the FBI cleared, what they said about this, this and that. I mean, he's gone. He's turned his his weight. He's turned his nose and thumbs down towards Michael Jackson, and how we shouldn't let pedophiles go all because of this documentary. There's been accusations for years. When he got cleared, it was but over and done with. But that this documentary by Wade Robson and uh, the Dan Reeves kid, not is Dan Reeves or whatever. Dan, what's his name? Some Dan something. Some honky. from the white boy, right? From the honky. Um, Along with Oprah validating the situation, also Come on now. coupled with the fact that we convicted and put um, Bill Cosby in jail, coupled with the fact King that King of Comedy, Jesse um, Smollett, which is to me, it's like that's he's being crucified, but it's just like self. You put yourself in that situation there, man. You know Trump lie every day, you know. Every day, all these things going on. They're going after. They're going back after Kelly again. And here's my thing about this: the person that started all this stuff is Avenatti. He came back with the tapes and shit like that. Avenatti is the same motherfucker that went after Trump and failed miserably on that. So we don't hear about Trump every day in the news no more, dude. Right. Ivan, yeah, you do hear about Trump in the news, but, yeah, but it's, not, it's not the first story. He was doing some shit not every for Storm, day. Not, not for Stormy Daniels, but the, yeah. the Avenatti dude, the lawyer from the California, the, the ambulance chaser, you hit, you know, he's the one that's trumped up all this stuff and get, turned the evidence over to Kim Fox. You said Kim Fox is a person who is... Sexually assaulted. Yeah, so she's got a... a, 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 a she has that kind of mind state as far as in law enforcement and shit like that. Another person that goes to the zoo need two tickets. One to get in, one to get out. Um, um, Ugly ass. So you got all this. <laughs> rewind. Rewind for a second. Side note. Um, I know you heard about what happened, right? What? In Arizona. What happened? The uh, the Jaguar and the lady. That was in Arizona? 
Was that in Arizona? I think it was no, in Arizona. No, I thought that was It was Arizona. Arizona. She need her ass whooped for trying to take. Who wants to take a selfie with a jaguar? Hunkies think they can, they can just do it. Hey, 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 jaguar. Animals a, don't know white privilege. Hey, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They think, they, hey, I'm a hunky. Let me take this picture with you. This is an iPhone 8, by the way. <laughs> she jumped over the barrier to take the picture, and that motherfucker, black jaguar, got in that arm of hers. He already said, bitch, I'm, I'm back here. I'm used to just living free. No, have you guys ever did Balls the hanging safari? Off the tree. Like the, <laughs> have y'all ever did like the safari trips? You know, when you go on the jeeps. I've or done whatever. a safari yeah, trip. Yeah. I've done a safari trip. You know where I did that at? In Motown. In an <laughs> open, in a, in a open <laughs> jeep. Look at them hooks over there. Look at all them motherfucking hooks. Look and you at was able to live to tell a story. Because my hat, I didn't have no hat on. Okay. He'd have been to the right. Um. <laughs> Stupid. They was all sitting yeah, on the porch he, he, drunk. She, she jumped over the barrier to take a selfie. She gets in the interview and says, yeah, I know I was wrong for jumping over the barrier, but they should have had something else put up. No, bitch. What white, the fuck? White privilege. What the fuck? What, your ego is that big. If he would have killed all the watch Black Panther the movie. You see what happened to that motherfucker, that rancher? Yeah. With that tiger and shit, he was doing something that tiger. You ever saw that video? Oh, my God. You got to look at that video. He was doing something to that tiger. He walked away. The tiger went through it. Tiger came back. Grabbed him and, and dragged that motherfucker back into that wooded area. Started Off chewing camera. on that motherfucker. Off camera. No, but that that was the thing. Some uh, shit. In school, back when I was in McCormick, uh, I had, we had students from all over. And it was actually a joke about that because they was just saying that when, and it was a joke, but they meant that like whenever you do your safari, Congo, whatever um, tours, try to do it with all black people, because the animals, the wild animals, get agitated with white people. So they was just like, That's you know, bullshit. when you group up. That's bullshit. Because I saw the I, I, I'm, I'm on Twitter the other day. Are, are you on Twitter? They, yes. I'm on Twitter the other day. I'm on Twitter like a couple of weeks ago, and then it was a uh, some kids, some high school kids. One of them was black. He had his back turned to the window. Yeah, and the tiger was coming to him. Hey, did you the see water. how the tiger creeped yeah. up? Yeah. That motherfucker was on it. This was They're a like, tiger in captivity? Yeah, tiger in yeah. the window. See, see the difference? Go ahead, I'm listening. Wild animals in their natural habitat. Students from all different countries in Africa say that they show less aggression Fuck to that. blacks. As opposed to whites, I believe it. They I'm no colonizers. My, I'm not they can feel it. I'm not ladies over there just swatting the flies and licking their paws. Like, hey, man, play that again, man. That was Michael Jackson. That was off the wall. Play that again. <laughs> Hit it. When them huggies come by, I'm going to eat their ass up with that, that, that no, it, audio speed wagon shit. But you saw that video, though. He was, yeah. that, he, no. But that was animal in captivity. True. Con that, you're missing have you the been, point. Have you been? I, I got your point. I got your okay, point. Okay, got it. Have you been in Universal Studios or, or whatever, the Animal Kingdom? No. you never been to Animal Kingdom? No. A giraffe almost hit the the the, the bus that we the, the bus that we was on. His head was like coming towards us. He was walking real towards us and shit like mm -hmm. that. Would you consider that being in captivity also? Instead of being in the wild, and they yes. made it they made it look like it. You know they had the, they have the architecture that's look captivity. like that's captivity still. That's just okay. like putting a nigga in a hole in a joint. I don't like to see animals in zoos or none of these displays of you know. Show of animals. I don't like it no more. They look hot, don't they? Then they be stretching the yarn like, man, when I get out this bitch. For real, like they doing a bit. Ooh, I'm got this motherfucker. <laughs> you need to narrate the next link. Well, give me a motherfucker. <laughs>
Italian beef. <laughs> Pop it. <laughs> Go fuck me a zebra up. I used to fuck them zebras up, man. These motherfuckers caught me. Well, most of them I had my mama hungry, in this motherfucker. My mama. Yeah. Misha, I, I appreciate you, you know, you coming on. Yeah. Um, hand claps to you. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Um rep your business again. So we have Miss Kicks. And we have Rock Bottom Day Spa, and we have Re Rock Strap House Karaoke. What's Rock Bottom Day Spa? That's the barbershop. Okay. All right. Address. What's with the names of a, a beauty shop being, there's no more beauty shop names, dude. It's, everything is spa now. Nail spa. Car spa. Because I'd rather die. be Netflix than stay blockbuster. Pop it. <laughs> you have to stay ahead. You got to stay ahead of the curve. Huh? You have yeah. to. Especially when you're in areas where it's gentrification happening right in front of you. So yeah. everything is spa now? Yes. That's the terminology that you... What's going to be the next terminology? But you know what? Spa is because we're smart. Let me tell you what's happening. Anything that has a black monopoly, they're doing a zoning against. They don't want us to have our own daycares. They don't want us to have our own um, liquor stores, our own beauty shop, barbershops. However, when I go down there and say, oh, it's a spa, and I'm going to supply all these different services. Oh, okay, now I get my business license. Really? Absolutely. Because they'll say it's too close. Oh, it's one. Two. How? You got liquor stores on every corner. So, But you want to, okay. You say it's, 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 it's more dollars and centers than it is on than liquor stores now. Is that true? They're popping up everywhere. Everybody has lupus and renal failure. That's fucked up, ain't it? Lemon pepper. Never leave that shit alone. Pop it. Go plant based. Shout out the native you, foods. You vegan? Yes. Um, how long? So I've been without meat for two years, and Hand I've clap. been without dairy for a year. Hand clap. <laughs> how you do it? I don't know. I, I mean, I how, you do it. It, how you do it without the dairy? I understand the meat part. It, it was it was hard. Actually, I had did a fast for seven days with no meat because I was the type of person, if I came over your house and it was a get-together and you had barbecue and all the barbecue was gone but you had sads left, like, oh, you got some sads. I wouldn't eat it. I was not a sad person. I could only eat sads with meat. Mm-hmm. And so um, every so often when I do my fast, I always take something away that I really, really love, like to really show to God, like, okay, I gave up something that really meant something. And what so, you give up for Lent? I don't really participate in Lent. What you give up, Jamal? I don't do the Lent thing, you know. I'm, I've been, I fast enough throughout the year. I mean, I, I got I, my I own the, schedule. I do my intermittent. I've been doing intermittent fasts, and that's powerful. And um, I gave up hope on these niggas coming together. Damn. Bombs. Really? Um. I did it I, I, for the whole month of February. Jerry Killer come back for these niggas coming together. That's true. <sighs> you got to keep the faith. That's true. That's why the youth. Hell, look what everything is going on. I'm scared when I get kids together and to do something. But look what the, the stigma, you know. You, I wanted to open up a daddy's daycare you go in Chicago. The, Imagine the odds of that happening now, you know. A daddy's daycare? Yeah. I wanted all my favorite prominent men to help raise the youth for the kids that are growing up without a father. We got good men like y'all to be like, hey, Lamia, what? hush it up. Tie your shoe. Put the left. And have the women changing the pampers and doing things like that. But look what's going on now. Like, I could, with me too. You know, I could see so much coming against that. But that's been a long time dream of mine to have a daddy's daycare. I could see so many women pretending like they care about what their kids is doing because they teach it fine. It's sad, but with us, you got to trick it and beat them. Mm. Trick them and beat them, huh? Trick them to beat them. Yeah. 
We have to spoon feed stuff to us like this trending. Once I make this podcast a trending thing to do, then it's just like, oh, we're going to see an increase. And what was that? Because I've learned how to market in such a way that's appealing to us the way it needed to be, not the way we think it should be. Okay. Now it's time for the ratchet part. Pop, 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 pop. Are we ready? Let's go to the moon. We did all that good shit. Talked all that good shit. Daddy DK, here we go. Are you ready, Misha? Misha, uh, AK, we rock to go and tap into your ratchet side now, your ratchet side and everything. This is the part of the show. Where Jamal reads these questions that are asked and written in by people off Twitter, and they need help. We're going with HBCU confessions this time. Okay. i say the other one's for tomorrow, another day. Here we go. These are all college kids. Um, Misha, a.k.a. Rerock. Mm-hmm. Sound guy, Mike. Magic Mike, 32. Are you ready? Yes, sir. My girl just admitted to me that she sold her body and had sex for $300. I said she should have came to me and I would do anything for her, but she says I do too much for her already. Y'all, I'm torn in half. He goes to Texas State University. Advice. You should be torn in half. She's supposed to bring you back 280. Bombs! <laughs> Out there hustling off your monkey. It ain't giving you nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let me get a, a a little bit more background. This is his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. His girlfriend went out, <laughs> sold her body for three hundred dollars, and he's torn in half about it because she needed some help, and she knew his lousy ass couldn't do it because he's too busy. He's been doing well, a lot already, though. Yeah, playing two K and worried about his biology book, of course. <laughs> so she went out. And seeing the latest nigga get his tech, his, 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 what's, what's the what's the refund checks from for school when you in school? Pell Grant, the Pell Grant yeah. check. Yeah, she <laughs> sees somebody get that check. If that still happens, and she been wanting to get his goofy ass anyway. <laughs> so she told him three hundred, and he probably get. She probably lied. She probably got six hundred. Misha, yeah. your thoughts, real quick. Give me one hundred forty I mean, characters. He torn, but he ain't going nowhere. Mm. There you go. Might as well do the threesome with him and then licked on her as soon as he came out. <laughs> Bombs! <laughs> she did what she knows she could get away with. He don't want no help for real. He just want sympathy. Misha, this one, this guy's from Hampton University, down there in Virginia. My girlfriend and I have been dating for a little over a year now. Her pussy is naturally a little dry. <laughs> Every time we ever have sex, it just wasn't that wet. I could eat her out for an hour and foreplay, still dry. Should I cheat? I need my dick wet. <laughs> <laughs> Magic Mike! <laughs> Sounds like a job for F-Man. Bombs! <laughs> That's terrible. She can't get wet. Wet. Even if he eat her out for an hour. Wet. Can't get wet. No Aquafina. No Fiji water. So she, she he really just... Trying to stroke the sheets. Cause she dry. <laughs> That's a shame, man. He, she doesn't. She's not turned on by you, guy. Is that what it is? I don't, know, I don't know why y'all still together after yeah. all this time. Yeah, she's not turned on by you. Cause like, who gets head for an hour? Like, he should have just. Yeah. Who give it for an hour? Bombs. 
Okay. Yeah. So don't take that love. Yeah. Yeah, she's not into him. Five or six licks, he come to his dick. Because it's just hard for me to believe that a woman just, just dry like a desert. Yeah, she's not into him. He yeah. needs to move on. Well, she getting go out earlier in the day and ain't nothing else up in there. Ain't there. Yeah. That's what it is. Um, a loose lady, man. Y'all ever encountered that before? Dry, dry box? Yeah. No. Yeah. In my younger years, I had one before like that. I didn't think that was humanly possible. I haven't had to occur, that occur for you me. Ever had a, you ever had a box that way you couldn't get hard? No. Never? No. Yeah, I had that before. <laughs> no. That's normal. I don't know what kind of Mr. Market sex machine stuff Mike. I know, right? Uh-huh. You ain't never had no box at all ever where your shit didn't get hard at all. I didn't usually have to chase the pussy for so long. By the time I get it up, I'm ready. Hey, <laughs> I ain't gonna say I've stood up in the pussy all night, five or six strokes, I'm out. But God damn it, no. Nah. You never had a situation where you would, you and her, and then I had one situation where I pulled the pants down, I smelled some shit, my shit would not get hard. That's completely no. understandable. You know why? God has blessed me. I will talk about that lady to the rest for the rest of her days. And he, he doesn't put me in those type of situations. He knows that. He God, know I don't need to smell no smelly pussy. <laughs> hey, hey, bitch, you shit in your monkey box? What's wrong with you? <laughs> you wiping the wrong way? <laughs> What's the way? The opposite way, bitch. You wiping the shit off of your pussy. Misha, <laughs> I was getting my pussy ate in the backseat of my car, and right when I was coming, his mom pulled up behind my car and walked up to the window. We made eye contact. Bro, I can never go into in his house again. Florida ain't he and him. Your thoughts? She shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine walking up on my son, my nephew. I'd have been like, you look. But I ain't mad at it all. But, you know. Eye contact, that's going to hunt her forever. <laughs> <laughs> Forever. If I was, if I was your son, only if I was that was if I was my man, I'd make him take his mama pot while she got a straw and drink it, or else we gonna break up. See what his mama say to him, cause his mama know you eat pussy now. She done seen him eating the pussy, <laughs> <laughs> so she gonna slap the shit out of him, or they gonna just your mama gonna say some wild shit, eat that nasty bitch pussy. <laughs> Hey, yeah, I have some wild sex. I ain't mad at it though. It must have been little nigga in the back of a car eating this pussy. Girls like getting head in the back seat too. Mm. Next question. <laughs> next question. You gotta get a, a sprinter van. Listen, go ahead. Go next question. G. Um, I looked through my my boyfriend phone. My boy, I looked through my boyfriend of a few months phone and saw messages of him with his ex saying that he isn't completely over her and they briefly discuss reminiscing about sex with each other. Should I break up with him? I don't want to be with somebody who is still stuck on their ex. Howard University. Your thoughts? Break up, baby. Please. Yeah, break up. Say yourself some heartache right now. I wouldn't just say, I don't like telling anyone to just leave someone and from woman to woman, I feel like you need to stay with him until you can't stand the sight of him. Therefore, when you are gone, you are truly gone, but you definitely need to leave because his mind, his sexual attraction is somewhere else. Right. And that's lead to drop pussies. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! <Bomb! laughs> 
Okay. I dumped my boyfriend because we never went on a real date. Mm, sad chick. I was jealous because my boy friends' boyfriends were doing big things and we were always Netflix, Netflix and chilling. Now I feel bad and ungrateful because I missed the little things he did to make me feel special. How do I get my man back? Southern University. First, you got to get your man back, baby. That's first. Drink some water. Drink some sense. Um, he doesn't sound like your man. Chances are he has a whole woman, maybe a wife, somewhere. It's the reason that he couldn't be seen with you in public. And it sounds like you settled. So if you want to be down on yourself for settling, then just know that you're a sad chick. Change your profile picture. You're probably ugly as shit. You probably don't want to be <laughs> caught out in daylight with your ass. So that's probably what it is. That's why your friends is Netflix and chilling because you, you look like like old girl with the Me Too with the spotted up you know liver that. face. That lady ugly. That's KRS too. <laughs> that bitch is terrible looking. Magic Mike. Tell me somebody touched her. Here you go. Need to shoot that nigga out of a cannon <laughs> to an uh, empty net. It's going to bust. Go ahead. My boyfriend went down on me. We even French kissed after... At, after with with hella tongue he jokingly said my pussy tastes like cheese <laughs> i was like wow and he told me he was just joking but still i had just got out the shower and i'm very self-conscious about it how do i make myself taste better stop eating cheese bitch eat some pineapple stuff <laughs> eat, your, eat your whole pineapple cut it up and suck on it. Get your juices right. Get yourself together. But you, you can't just do the pineapple by itself. The the best food, fruit. For Stop the eating JJ. Italian beasts with an extra extra <laughs> cheese and dip with hot peppers and all that shit, bitches. Some of that shit go done. down in your pussy. <laughs> you done? She needs some avocado though. Is avocado. that what it is? Yeah. Not that not he's gonna have the pussy tasting like uh what's what, guacamole. Guacamole. <laughs> You gonna be down there with some chips, dipping it in a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> That's better than cheese. Misha, uh, her blood pressure gonna be up because all the salt. <laughs> she had a bitch out of whack. Peed on a fellow student's laundry because they used all the dryers, but one, and I had to u- reuse a dryer, making me stay up later. Your thoughts? <laughs> Trifling. <Kelly. laughs> I want to see that kid. It might be my kid. Wait, <laughs> what, what school is that? Um, anonymous, anonymous, huh? That a dog, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> dog, it's a dog, dog, motherfucker. Probably had been drinking too, drinking some backwash beer piss. Fuck your motherfucker whole house sweat up. Here we go, down to Southern in Baton Rouge. So I'm dating this guy, right? We are both Greek, bi, and attractive. The only issue is we are having is that both girls and guys won't stop trying to bag us. Leave us alone. We will both dick you down and come back back home to lay up together. Your thoughts, Misha? Did he say bye? Yeah, yeah. Who's got them dicks out? They both, they, <laughs> they both alphas. Alpha for alpha. Yeah. And they said both men and women yeah. is jocking them. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'll move I move to the next one. I'll no, they, the next they, one. they got some uh, 
dicks look like Sundays, huh? Yes, ice cream with whipped cream on them. Huh? This is just crazy. Yeah, 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 y'all fucking it up. Y'all That's be, what the world is coming to. But then, you know, you know what they say about they made a comment though, not really a question. Let's say dilemma. Pedophiles should be either incarcerated, castrated, or isolated. And I believe that because you fucking somebody else up. And that person is going to want that pain to get it back out of them some type of way again. And so you're associating some... pedophilia with homosexuality because they grown though. No, right? no, no, I'm, I'm just them. saying. I'm, I'm oh, just saying. Just... Yeah, yeah, just saying. I, I, I better say that earlier. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I gotta, you gotta say. Because I don't, I don't like for people to confuse the two. Here we go. This is what I want. To, this is the one I really wanted y'all to get get to. You ready? Yeah. Get ready. Take a deep breath on this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 20 years old, and a few weeks ago, I had sex with this guy. I recently found out he was 17, and I'm pregnant. What should I do? Kill it. Eat it. God damn. If it, if, <laughs> if it is to be, it's to be up to me. I'm not even answering that shit. I don't, I'm not even. Just you get for lying. Sneaky ass back up to the high school like you are, Kelly. Ain't that some shit? He's 17. Well, sweetheart, 17-year-olds don't take care of uh, babies. They don't know how to take care of the goddamn selves now. This is 2019. Uh, you need to get you a good 250 together. Unless you want to be put to sleep, that'll be 275 with a little change. Get yourself together and uh, send uh, that hopefully baby to vacuum heaven. from Alabama, shit. They, they, or, or Kentucky, they're outlawing it. You can't get nothing done. So now. where they at? It was anonymous. Just yeah. raise your baby. Go on with your <laughs> life. Pray for a good stepdad. Go on, pray for a good stepdad. Huh? Pray go, for go a put somebody else. Russell Wilson. Plight. Russell Wilson's are still out there. Yeah, he's going to be your age or older though. Pay attention. And Russell Wilson also Stay got woke. a contract for eighty-eight million dollars. No, but that he's a real quarterback. No, not, we're not. There's a lot of niggas out do. there to do this shit. that's making eight dollars an hour. Right. Like Those Russell, Russell Wilson's. Well, so blue collar. Russell blue Wilson. Collar. I got the blue collar because <laughs> this nigga had the blue balls. Ain't this a bitch? <laughs> Bomb. <laughs> Work my fingers to the fucking bone because this nigga bone raw. That's terrible. I got to step up, but he stepped off. I mean, he, she, she's 20 and he's 17. How could, you're supposed to be able to tell the age, age difference, am I correct? Yeah. Really. I think she knew. Really? I don't think she's being really truthful. She might be like her little cousin, a little slow. <laughs> <laughs> Can't spell. Looking at them gray sweatpants and all the how many babies you think got made off of that gray sweatpants group face page book? Mm. Yeah, I had a friend had a baby about like a 19, 19 year old and she like almost forty. Oh shit! She's wow. fucking her son. What the fuck is wrong with her? Yeah, and, and how did it come out? Well, she was pregnant, so it happens. How old is how old is she now? She's in her late thirties. Late, late. No, you no. said she was forty though. Late thirties, early forties. She won up. He like nineteen, twenty. Right now? Mm-hmm. Wow. They still together? They was never together. She somebody she was creeping with and ended up getting pregnant. She has a grown daughter with a baby. So they got a motherfucking uh Migos. Yeah. <laughs> you know the Migos the takeoff is the is the is the nephew. Quavo's the brother. I mean Quavo's the uncle. 
So you know what that is? What? Old hoes are just like niggas that play the streets. Mm-hmm. What they that? always resort back to being street guys. Mm-hmm. So they can get over with that last good deal. Old hoes still think it's one good dick out there for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they try to sneak over that young dick. Mm-hmm. Fuck yourself that time and your baby girl. That's what you get with your old ass. <laughs> last question. Here we go. You ready? I got a pistol bad. I'm a 20-something attractive woman dating a 26-year-old man. He is a two-minute man in bed and takes another 45 minutes to get erect again. I want to suggest Viagra, but I don't want to hurt his feelings. My sex life is trash. Advice. Learn how to blow the balloon back up, baby. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you got to do. Learn how to blow the balloon back up. Without no air in the balloon... I there mean, he get an A no for effort. At least he get back up, even if it takes an hour. 45 minutes, yeah. Yeah. Roll over and watch Sports Center with him. Just I mean, toot you, your ass up, back up to him. And some sex shit is like, overrated in a, in a sense where it comes to you would leave someone because you can work on it if you feel like he got everything else together. Do what a side chick lady does. Are you a person that needs multiple rounds? It depends. If the first round didn't put me down, then yeah. Really? Yeah. Uppercut, rib shot. <laughs> <laughs> Round two. So you are you a person that gives multiple rounds? All I got is coming out in round run, buddy. When I go sit down <laughs> and spit, that's it. Hand claps. You get this three minutes. Been sparring for it for a long time. <laughs> that's all I got. I ain't taking nothing extra, this and that. You let me one that in them all night, no way. You, you, so you need multiple rounds? If the first one don't take me down, yes. The first one don't take you down. Right. You need multiple rounds. Exactly. Really? Yeah. And how old are you? 34. Yeah. You're still in multiple rounds stage. <laughs> Wait till you hit your 40s. Shit, you're going to go through that. I look, I look forward to it. And she vegan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it does a lot of rounds. changes to yeah, the woman's body. With this, all this Angela Bassett shit she talking tonight, yep. Yeah. yeah, you need multiple rounds. She's going to be smoking a cigarette just like she was when she burnt that cop in the, in the movie, too, waiting to excel. No, it's going to be the standing in the Standing in the doorway, like you ready for, for the for round? Me, for me, when I, when I hear that kind of story like that, I'm like, okay, one round? I mean, I, I think sex is, I think a lot of people put too much emphasis on Sex, 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 sex. It's great. Don't get me wrong. But it's a lot of other shit going on. Period. Who needs, um, you know, I had a person that tell me she went seven rounds with one with, with the guy. Yeah. I'm like, no. I do. Listen, you all got man. nothing else to do in life. Hey, no, you, can't, you can't say that. It depends. Seven like, fucking rounds? Seven you you rounds. remember what Biggie said? If the head right, Biggie the head night? Yeah. If the pussy right, you going to fuck all night. Yeah, this is true. Look, the, the, the pussy right, you're going to fuck all night. But listen, it depends. To me, sex is spiritual. So I have to have a certain connection. We and, showed him how to pull like, Jesus in anything. <laughs> Jesus ain't got nothing to do <laughs> with this. Jesus, Jesus on the cross <laughs> on the rubber. <laughs> 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 niggas just fucking. Nah, niggas don't see Jesus. so helpless. Hey, listen, let me tell y'all this story right quick. So, Jamal's wife inboxes me two weeks before the party. We're going to have this party, this and that, this and that. 
Jamal decides, I don't know what they decided the day of the party. He calls me, can I get a haircut? Now, he's supposed to be at this venue at 9 o'clock. Jamal calls me at 8.15, about a quarter, a quarter to 8, something like that. He comes to the shop. I got one in the chair. So I'm like, you next. So I had another dude in front of him, though. So I started on the other dude. I thought I was going to get, get him out of there quick. So time is flying now. Because we're like, <laughs> like, like under Murphy's Law, when you have something to do, time flies. Mm-hmm. So I put the dude out the chair, made him get in another chair and just wait. Right? Just sit down on the side while I do Jamal. Shave him. Made him. Oh, you should have seen him. He, th- he thought he was. Uh, he did Yeah, did he? He thought he was <laughs> heavy D or somebody. So I'm lying to Jamal. I got a stance on my station where I got my phone at. Who calls inbox? Jamal's wife. Why is Jamal at the shop? Now, my phone is playing the music for the shop through the speaker, yeah, through, the, through the Bluetooth. So now the whole conversation can be heard. So I'm just like, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. I think so. Because he's paying attention to us. We were just talking about who was better as a performing artist, Michael Jackson, Raphael Sadiq, or R. Kelly. Black, you wrong for saying Raphael Sadiq. Well, listen. Very wrong. <laughs> hey, so yeah, was we, we was arguing about that. Phone rings. It's quiet as a motherfucking church mouse in the, in, in the shop. So now I, I'm the only one that can be heard. I'm like, damn. So it's like 10 minutes after 9. His wife is losing it. <laughs> she wants him to walk in so she can say surprise. Because everybody's there. The Sigmas. All these people that went to college and fucked their life up with all these student loans. So, <laughs> you really so, got beef with people with so, student loans. I don't, because I have one. I'm, I'm saying one, just not as much. He's a cynic. Uh, Go ahead. So anyway, I'm lining Jamal up. I'm talking and shit. The phone rings again seven minutes later. Where is he at? Is he gone yet? I'm lying out of her. He left two minutes ago. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I gotta finish shaving and tapering this man to get him out of here. So I tell him, haircut free, happy birthday, this and that. Get on. <laughs> I come to the party 10 minutes later. He taking pictures, they just said happy birthday. Guess what? He tells me, why you didn't tell me about it? It's a surprise party, man. You're Aww. supposed to be surprised. And his wife showed out for him. He got some baby pictures there. She had the little baby pictures with him with a fro. Jamal used to have a fro. Yeah. <laughs> and she had Ciroc out the ass. He had his boy there DJing from back in the day. His little brother was there. His oldest daughter was there. It, it was a very nice party. And, and when I tell y'all, I thought Jamal was actually seeing his wife's name on the inbox on my screen. So I'm turning around and I'm seeing somebody that's chubby turn into the, the straight up thing action figure to me because I'm thinking like damn he gonna whoop my ass because yeah. you never know in these days you don't. what who's messing around with who mm, that's so true. that's true and and he, he, people like he all the shit he just read mm-hmm. I think about that type of shit but as an honest to him I never mess with none of my boys people nobody they talk to none of that shit because that's 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 
some of the worst betrayal ever. Yeah. When you, when your boy messing with around with the people like that, at this age, it can lead to some heart attack, stroke, or just a motherfucker pulling out a gun and shooting everybody. Yeah. So, you know, on a, on a better note, but Jamal how do y'all was a great feel? Party. How do y'all feel about that? We was talking about this in the barbershop. If one of your guys, just say one of your good homies, if his girl come on to you, is that fair game? Or no. no, it's not. Hell no, no. no. I got rules. <laughs> no, no. You, you I be- believe shit. I believe in keeping. I believe in keeping your main. Y'all got morals. Yeah, I got morals. I believe in keeping your main, your in house, your dip, whatever you want to have, completely separate. From your best friend, your frat brothers, your guys. I mean, you you know. Really? I believe in that. Yeah. All my guys know that. You know, they've come, they come over on occasion, and they always talk about, you know, how she makes greens. Cool. You only going to come over once a year. <laughs> I keep shit totally separated, period. No, you're only going to eat those greens once in your lifetime. That was today. I agree. You're never going to eat those greens again. I want to taste right. some other greens. See if they. Like I mean, my I'm grandma's. just I'm just being honest with you. You're not. You're, it's I. I've always believed that since I was 18 years old. I just seen niggas fuck. I just my best friend has has done such. He fucked one of one of our one of our guys, bitches. So let me ask y'all about day. this. Okay. How how my barber is listening to this. <laughs> Okay, so listen. If they listening, they listen. They, they listen, they listen. Yeah. So listen, this is this is real in real life. You gotta realize this, this, this is though. Meet meet. You gotta realize you part of the millennial delegation. If you gotta go, go ahead, go ahead. Go I got ahead. If you got you part of millennial delegation, we part of Generation X. We do got morals and we do got morals and what's yeah. names. But go ahead, go. Okay, so here's the thing. So one of my barbers, really good dude, cut like just about everybody in the city of Chicago, right? And so um, he's in a new relationship, and it's one of those internet relationships where they dress alike. And when a nigga ain't answer his phone, he got a client, bunch of clients. I'd look on Instagram and see somewhere, you know, like that. So anyway, um, she she sell plates and food and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, is the food good? Um, I'm not able to eat most right, of the food, okay, cool, but some right. of the stuff that she prepared for me it was decent. Cool. Go ahead. Yeah. So now she's selling food. And the barbershop, which I don't mind because it's like if my man got a got a hustle and I set up a hot dog stand or a snowball stand, you know, he getting money and you don't work. I'm, I'm supportive of that. Right. Mm-hmm. But the dilemma is all of these different men in this barbershop all around. And especially me when I'm in town, I have a lot of male company all the time that, that come through. Uh, she's in there with him. So they live together. They socialize on internet together, and then now she's in there selling plates in the shop. Now, one of my good friends, um, he come, funny dude, like Mike, except he's not a comedian. And so she just met him through me, you know, in a barbershop. And so um, when she called his name, she says it like, oh, I got to give him a different name. Um, such and provocative, such. Kind of provocative? She, she if, if you, you're a barber, and... Okay, so the store is in the front, right? So you don't know that it's a barbershop in the back unless you actually come in. You got to go through a hallway. Right. And then it's the shop. Right. So one of the um, dilemmas with this setup with the store and the um, salon is that someone always have to be there to buzz people. And you have to kind of watch people with shoes when they walk back and forth, right? 
And so when her her guy, one of my barbers got the most clientele out of everybody, so he has the most traffic. Right. And so when she's there, she never buzz anybody in or out, right? Mm-hmm. So my new, um, not my new friend, my one of my guys that's new coming in the shop now, he now gets his hair cut there. And so uh, she likes to buzz him out. She don't buzz the door for anybody else, but she will buzz him out. And then she says his name. Let's say his name is James. She says his name like, James. Right. And so it's, yeah, so yeah, she says like, James, so what do you want on your James? And so then I look at my barber, and then this nigga's cutting hair like, don't you know little sock and bopper things that like, like real stiff? It's like he landing niggas up. And I'm thinking like, uh-oh, this is a little uncomfortable, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I was just wondering like, I wonder how this is going to play out. And so the day that she buzzed the mouth they stayed in the store part a little bit long she didn't come straight to the back and that was a friday so on saturday needless to say she wasn't selling food and so i almost want to talk to my barber about it but then i don't want to make an issue about it if it's not but he has to see it like bro she got the hots for him like she don't even acknowledge none of the rest of your clients that sit around but this one particular guy, she sings his name. Like, I don't even think it's appropriate as a woman to even be saying it. Be like, hey, hey, love, what would you want on your... I, I think that's more appropriate than saying or singing someone's name. What y'all think about that? Imagine she don't buzz a dough for none of his clients or walk them out. She has to go. <laughs> she got to go. She can't be eating enough selling food up in there. That's a, I mean, that's that's a respect like respect factor thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, she can't sit up and say the guy's name James, and don't show favoritism towards the other customers. She can't do that. And him, it's on him too. At the same time, he got to have some balls and be like, what the "They're young, your, right?" She definitely the, run them. What the fuck is your problem? They're young. Um, she she's thirty. Yeah, and yeah. he like 36, 37. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he has to put his foot down and say, look, no, you can't be like that. Or you're going to have to find another somewhere else to hustle somewhere else, period. And so I was wondering, because I, I try not, and then by me not living here, you know, it's always a treat when I'm there. And I, like, I've been here for a couple of weeks now, and then it's like I go home and be gone for a couple months. So I always like for it to be a treat when I'm in there with them and running stuff and making sure things run smoothly. So I try not to micromanage, but I've just been sitting evaluating the situation like. You got to look at things from the, the, the long-term aspects of it. An incident could go down up there at any time between those two, between him and her. Something can go down between him and, him, him and the guy. Yeah. Something can go down between all three of them. That barber could pull that pistol out and make him eat every dinner in there. Or she could, she could <laughs> eat, motherfucker. <laughs> go home, cook some more, bitch, and she want to call his name. What's his name? James? Yeah, James. go home, cook some more. You can't do that. You can't do that. He has to sit up and see. He he should see. He can't turn no blinds out to this. Y'all spending too much time together anyway. One thing for sure you know what's going to happen? What? what? You're going to know when the light go off in his head. You gonna know. Yeah. Hopefully, the city of Chicago don't know. He get my drift. Yeah. yeah. So I pulled my friend to the side. I pulled him to the side. And I said, um, so I had to ask him because he, you know, he could be a little sleaze ball if we want to or not. And the first thing he said, ah, ah, no, nah, I wouldn't dare. But then I was just like, That's exactly what if she can't? But then I, 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 and then I asked. <laughs> <him>. <laughs> <laughs> 
I asked myself. I wouldn't myself, dare fuck in front of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but I did it though. <laughs> I asked him, I said, but what if she came on to you? He was like, I don't know, that might be a little different. I just wanted to pull the sleeves ball because I operate in a lot of integrity, so people are going to show that face in front of me. Yeah. So do you feel like it? he was just like, yeah, and so he cook as well, she cook, and, you know, he pull his phone out, and she be in his phone, and he show her recipes. She just met him. Mm. Yeah, Jamal, recipe of, you, you know, are a smart guy. Keep your main away from your friend. Yeah. Yeah, you got to. You got to keep shit. She... In that situation, there you got to keep your recipes different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't you can't show that you you make good good lemon pepper uh <laughs> nothing turkey breast, and she make good green beans. Next thing you know, so they, I'm gonna send you some recipes, and they, they friends on Facebook. They're gonna be hustling together. Yeah, fuck. They gonna be opening up a restaurant in in three years. Pop it. <laughs> Think about that. They gonna be saying you met that nigga gonna be the nigga that's the barber gonna be sick. With that being said, if it is to be, it's to be up to me. Yeah. And may you all live 100 years, minus a day, so I want to know the good people like you passed away. And may you live as long as you want, never want as long as you live. That Li- being said. Live show coming June 26th. Episode 200, that will be live. And guess what? We want to thank Misha Re-Rock Chicago. Hand claps. She makes the best fruits. Long Islands I've ever had. <laughs> I make water well. Yeah, What's you that? make it. The Long Island. So it's a signature cocktail, man. It's frozen and come in different flavors. You selling it right now? I can. Yeah? I want one. I got you. Delcy, we miss y'all. Yep. Delcy, we miss you. Shout out to Steak and Shake. That's where you're eating at right now because you look like Steak and Shake. Shout out to Kim Crocker <laughs> for making Delcy a cup. Bombs! Reasonable Ignis Podcast. Anywhere where you hear podcasts at, we are there. SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, anywhere, anywhere. We are there. Video coming soon. Video component of of, of Reasonable Ignis Podcast coming soon. Bombs!